Presented by Impulse Media. I'm CJ Greaves, and tonight it's going to be a little bit different. The boys are out of town, so we brought in some fill-ins. Sitting to my left, where we usually would have Lyle, the man behind the computer. For Tito, we got the biggest hoe in Hobart, Mr. Matty V. Wow, with the big smile. The Not nice. only the biggest hoe, but the biggest <laughs> smile at the track. Let's just change the biggest smile and get rid of the whole part. That'd be nice. <laughs> but but that, that's in, that's in uh, hope for Tito right I'm not there. even the biggest hoe at this table right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting directly across from me where Tito Labine usually sits. We got working dirt. Moving dirt, moving walls, something like that. Mr. Jared Jaden. How's it going today, buddy? Welcome, welcome. To his left, my right. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a bullet. If you can dodge a bullet, you can dodge a wheel. Sportsman's favorite, <laughs> Mr. Jacob Lumpke. Wow. <laughs> you got me on that one. And down to my far left, um, we got Mr. Jake Kosmecki. He builds a house. His dad self-taps a car. And uh, we go to the track to race. What's up, boys? Living the dream. Oh, yeah. Self-tappy-tappy. Self-tappy-tappy. <laughs> so the boys are out of town. And we're just going to wing it tonight. We're, yeah. we're going to make it a little bit different. This is our first, my first one, doing it on my own. We're going to call them here in a little while. I know they're probably eating or something. We're not going to, we're not going to give up what they're doing. We're going to call them and make them tell everybody what we're doing. But we, well, where are they? They're in Milwaukee. Just hanging out. Well, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to tell you here in the next 20, 25 minutes mm -hmm. when we call them. We're going to make them tell everybody. Oh, yeah. They're at a Katy Perry concert at the rave. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. They like Jacob Kelsey stuff or that one of the Kelsey's. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so they're yeah, trying yeah. to see Taylor Swift. That tonight. could be. But Tito's probably at the strip club or something. Well, that that's be. for you, chum. Nope. If you're going to bring up the strip club, <laughs> oh. don't, don't fire <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 141 Speedway. <laughs> Close to it anyways. Huh? Oh, no. if, you, if you know, you know. But, uh, well, we can call this a friend's miss. How was everybody's Christmas? Did you do anything good? Like there's got to be some good Christmas stories. Maddie V, Jakers, I saw you guys for, for our, our Christmas party. Yeah. And then Chum, I saw out, was it Christmas Eve night? Friday before in my Christmas Friday. Eve Eve, Eve, yeah. Eve. Friday yeah. night we went out because we had a friends miss Eve, Eve, Eve. and Lyle and uh, Jeffrey were too good to come but you and I and Tito yeah all showed up. up and we had a good time I'll give you guys a good story I ain't ever seen somebody clear a bar <laughs> as fast as they did last night or uh, that night so we were Friday night we were at the saddle and after our friends miss, we bar hopped around a little bit and we're sitting at this, the table by the dartboard playing flip cup. And all of a sudden there's this stench <laughs> and it was so bad. Like I shit you not the whole bar, six seats, probably along the bar, the whole table, everything was just empty. The whole spot <laughs> in the bar was empty. 
and we're all walking away like, oh my gosh, this is the worst smell I've ever smelled. And Tito just so happens to already be standing down there. So we're not going to point any fingers here just yet and, and say who did it or who didn't do it. But a man my size, they like to blame me, which I was like, you know what? If I could produce that, I would take credit for it. Like that was impressive. But my, a man my size cannot produce a smell like that. That smell, no. I must have been in seat number seven then, because I think I still stayed where I was and didn't smell anything. I must I, have been just on the line of where the smell was going. I don't remember where you were. No. We were sitting uh, by the bar talking. Oh, that's where it was. We were already clear. You yeah. guys were clear. Or like to you the other to, side, maybe. Maybe you guys yeah. were down at the go, end. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to go dance and Check the out the side. dance floor a little yeah. bit. Chum can't even get served most of the time. It's getting to be a regular there now. What do you mean? <laughs> Not that <laughs> no, night. No, no. <laughs> nope. Oh, he's got a vent out to get a new you? girlfriend. Oh, don't start that already. Did they ID you? <laughs> no. Oh. They just didn't serve me because they didn't come up to me. There's a higher restriction. He's being like all quiet and like innocent it about it. It's like an amusement park. You have to be over 5'8 to get in. So there was just one t- bartender that wouldn't serve him. They wouldn't oh, serve our group in mm. particular, if you can imagine that. But That's crazy. I mean... Tito may have kind of messed it up, like lofted it up right from the beginning by calling him the wrong name right out of the get go. <laughs> that certain bartender, the wrong name. Yeah. Oh, called him the see. name before, called her the name before oh. that, that walked in like five minutes later. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, I remember. I do remember. You got it. it. You putting it all yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting it all together. I remember hearing it that night. Yeah. It just took me a second. Yeah. yeah. I got a little definitely fuzzy. Definitely not afraid to admit that one. No. No. That was funny shit though. that was that was pretty good we'll get that that'll be like next week's story we'll have to bring yeah. him back and, and tell him that we want we want the step-by-step on what happened there <laughs> but outside of that what about the working dirt boys what'd you guys do anything good well got a brand new driver and broke that on the first swing I said, <laughs> and I got free golf lessons which I think they're telling me I suck at golfing <laughs> did, You're you, did you go there for golf lessons no I, this is at some other golf place for whenever it's warm out but we just went to the indoor golf and grabbed it went on the little driving range thing on the simulator and broke it on the first bucket <laughs> well, that's junk you're gonna put that did to you the hit the screen because because typically your golf like when we golf in the summer she gone it ain't go. It's going any direction but straight. No, it went straight. I think it went far in the ball. That was what I was talking about the ball. <laughs> no, it went straight. Everything was fine, but I think I was just too strong for it. Too I'm strong. Gonna, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, that ain't good. the truth. <laughs> hey, oh, Jake, come on. Jake broke one too. Also brand new. Yeah, at least I swung mine once. Jeez. Yeah, no, I got a brand new one. Wind tipped the bag over, snapped her in half. <laughs> snapped the shaft. This is why you cannot have nice things. Find the Harbor Freight Golf Clubs or what? No, the drivers worth. <laughs> More than my whole entire golf set. <laughs> oh, Got your money's worth out of that one, oh, man. Yeah. Good God. I would have it 48 hours. That's bullshit. Junk. It didn't last 24 hours. Oh, they have a bad. warranty? They have I mean, warranty? does anybody here last 24 I don't know. I hours? Hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what well, about Chum? Uh, I did nothing. I went golfing two days in a row. Was it two days in a row? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Did That's you get fun. everything you wanted from Santa? Well, you know that. <laughs> well, he says, oh, you know that. I didn't, even, I didn't even get anything from Santa. That's next weekend. Our whole family. Why? Dang, that had some crack pop to it. Pop's pretty good. You guys you guys celebrate Christmas after New Year's. Well, it's Brandon and Dylan are married now, so they it's hard to get all everybody in one spot. Oh. So the 30th was the way to go, and that was it. That's fair. perfect. What about Jake down there? Jake from State Farm. Well, Are you wearing khakis? 
No. <laughs> Borrowed his dad's work pants. Yeah. You know <laughs> Actually, Friday night, you and I went to Uncle Mike's and Cribbits. You guys went You're on right. Saturday. And we... We got shut her down. We shut her down. We that sang some true. karaoke in color. We say, and then Colt 45. Yep. Followed right after it. Followed right Always after it. Always gotta be Colt 45. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? I forgot about that. Yeah, we went up north. That Friday was Friday. Night. That was Friday. That was Friday. Yeah. And we got after it. Like, we, we went up there. The party. We went up there, like, we shot, we worked on UTVs, getting ready for KOH. Then Jake and I came here and shot, like, 25 games of pool. <laughs> and then we went up north. And while we were standing here, it was just him and I here. And we're like, you think it's going to be a night? I think it's going to be a night. And we were both just kind of like, it's going to be a night. And then we got Cappy involved and Cappy came oh, up there with us. So then it was like automatically like, it's going to go downhill tonight. It's going to get a little crazy. But I'll say that's like some of the most fun we ever have. We go up there and there's like eight people, 10 people at the bar and you can just act like a fool the whole time. And, and, <laughs> and you kind of fit in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just tell the DJ guy to play whatever the hell you want want to play, and he just rolls with it. Yeah, the karaoke the guy. Kara- here. The hit yeah. karaoke chick. It's a chick, and chick. she's always there. I don't. Oh. I, th- I oh, think. Yeah, yeah. She's always there. Every time we go there, she's there. The uh, same one that goes to Tony's. Yes. Once in a while, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same one. Can't Pretty imagine bar hop. Can't imagine week to week. High Falls, Wisconsin, has more than one DJ. So I guess that's a dumb question. Hey, but come on, karaoke. Man. A lot of karaoke. Yeah. All you got is bars. You got to have something to do. You got yeah. more bars than people up there. That's oh, for guaranteed. sure. There's more yeah. bars than teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like combined or, or singular? <laughs> combined. Combined. <laughs> you get north to 64, it gets a little weird. <laughs> that's where Chum was fucking <laughs> conceived. That's where oh, he sets his. Oh, guaranteed. T- area for it. He said from, the old, he t- from the good old Pembine. Give me some credit here. No. He no likes way. to put his foot finder on up there in yeah. north of 64. <laughs> See if he can get those ones with the real ugly big toenail hanging off. Really? We swung out of northeast. We got to go a little bit north. <laughs> standards. Unreal. On Maddie B's got Hobart locked down. Hobart to Maddie B. Hey, freaking Tito and uh, Lyle. Jeffrey live in Hobart too. So, oh, yeah. I think it's Tito and Capper. So, and, Ca- and oh, Capper. Capper, he's the real one, dude. Yeah, different chick every night walking in that apartment. Yeah, but he's like dumb. He likes friend zoning himself. <laughs> We, talk about, we talk about feelings. Well, I think he why, likes. Why, why do you, Chum's just just on the roaster. Can, do you feel it burning your ass right now? Why do you think he's ginger? Yeah, CJ tried to he switch it. Right Jared one. brought it right back to Chum. I, I, I tried to let it roll, like move on, and, and Jared's like, "Nope, get down. We're gonna whack you one more time." Trying to make fun of somebody who's not sitting here right now, but no, yeah. no, make fun, of Chum. Yep, always. He's like always my brother. He just gotta. Me. I mean. He has no faith. <laughs> He's like the number one sportsman driver in America. So no, well, Some, well, someone's got to someone's got to shrink his head down. A he is bit. for about two laps until his car breaks, and then sitting on the side of the track until the right rear and goes it's flying push light off. Time. <laughs> it's push light time from there. Push light time. Hey, hey I'll take two laps though. Hey, he, your hands are shaking. You're fucking twirling the <laughs> the cord around. Just chill out a little bit, bud. I, oh my god, uh, your feet. I'm being told from from the audience behind that your feet are shaking. Too. I always shake my feet. You need a beer. <laughs> Do you need something to calm down? <laughs> I got a twister right here. We're good. You need something calm, to calm down. Calm, a calm bit. the nerves before the like the race. What is your pre-race ritual, Jacob Blumke? Yeah. Before you hop in the car every yeah, time. Yeah, let, let's go down the line. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like you got one. If there's anybody here who like goes through the same steps every, I usually play the same tunes every time. The there's same couple, song. 
couple songs. John Same Cena. Songs. Bum, 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 bum. So if we I go do, down I the do, list here, I before do do we start else. here, Jacob Blumke, Sports and Side by Side. Jared runs Pro-Am Side by Side. Jake runs Pro Stock with me. Maddie V's retired, but... Sportsman. Ran Sportsman. Yeah. Not and, retired. And he was, took a year off. And he was hero or zero. <laughs> won races and wadded up a lot of shit. Like, I think hero he won more races than anybody that's crashed as much as he did in one season. <laughs> so... On the edge. Everybody <laughs> sitting at the table today has ran, has and does run UTV um, in Champ Off Road. So back back to it. We're going to start with Chum. He says he listens to the same music every time. Well, you got to get pumped up, you know. You got to jam out a little bit. Then you'll panic. I do a little other couple things, but I'm not allowed to say that up here. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not legal. I know there are any rules on here. I can say everything yeah, you I, want. I usually I usually have to have a beer or two because I'm doing. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> you need to have one right now because your your hands are shaking like you got cerebral palsy over there. Oh come on now! I got it. We'll I got stage, twister we'll right stage here. We'll stage it up. We'll or run your ready. Stage another one up. <laughs> so that's all you got. I use, it's just drinking beer. Uh, Got to have one before. before a, a bushy? Yeah. Oh, a bushy yeah. pop? You chug it, get in the car, don't say a word to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> usually, I, usually I see them about 10 minutes from there because I'm probably rolled over. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah, like, the safety crew's like, you smell this guy's breath? Does that smell like bush light from you? <laughs> like, do you? Like, you think that's from last night or is that like fresh? It's <laughs> a, a valid question. You know, you supposed know. to be sportsman's the first thing in the morning this past year. So yeah, that's a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, you even need to have one then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, like a queer at a hot dog stand when I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking shaking everywhere. <laughs> there we go. That's oh, a good analogy right there. There you, like you go. That. What about you, Jared? <laughs> Well, um, usually I go by Chummy when he's in staging. Harass him a little bit. Makes myself feel a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He I'll congratulate that. him, you know, tell him not to fucking wad his car up. But sometimes it's a 50-50. <laughs> but we have a really bad luck of either Chum does good one day or I do. We've never done good on the you same day. You guys can't work dirt. Good. No. Twice. One day <laughs> together. We'll, not together. One guy will pull you, and that same day, someone you know is just going to wad their car up. It's just guaranteed. We have never not done good on the same day. So if <laughs> if Chum goes out and runs good and gets on the podium, do you oh, automatically no, just think that you're going to suck? No matter. No, I don't suck. Usually I'll be doing good, and then something bad will happen. But do you have it? Lap. Do you have it in your mindset that because he did good, that like all the no, I try not to. <laughs> But it does fuck with you a but little it, bit. But it sounds, but like, it sounds yeah. like you do. But it's like, it's always in the back of your mind. Like, come on, is this finally the day? Yeah. No, no, that's not the day. Not Go, the day. Call, call the wrecker. Jesus. What about you, Jake? Uh, I work on your cars until I got to run and get my suit on. And then we sit <laughs> staging and bullshit and then put the helmet on. It's time to go. That's about yeah. it. I don't really have a ritual. Yeah. What about Maddie V? Um, mine started off as I would always have to be completely ready, like before I went to staging, like helmet on, thing strapped, window net. You're one of those before guys. I went to staging, yeah, like wouldn't talk to anybody, just sit there and wait, sit there and sweat. Yeah, and that got pretty old. You know, I realized that yeah. I would get myself more worked up than anything. So. I'd say if there's anything I'm really particular about, it's that the tension of my shoes are the same. Like I have to retie a shoe multiple really? times to make sure they're exactly the same tightness. I've yeah, never that, that heard would, that. That would bug the shit out of me bad. Like retie it two or three times and tuck the laces in. But besides that, nothing, no, nothing I've every time. I've never heard that. Yeah. Same, in, same in football, like in middle school and same in track well, in high school. I think you're just worried if you roll yeah. that his shoes are going to come flying off. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be <laughs> no, something? Flip over and your shoe hits you in the face? Like, <laughs> 
think you got bigger problems than that. She's hitting you in if your face. comes <laughs> off, I don't know. You never know. Maybe but, maybe you mistied it. Yeah, no kidding. But besides that, it's probably similar to Jaker's. It was I was always wadding my shit up, usually on the first day of the weekend. So I was working on it till the last second, hop in, strap in, and then that's not go. Jake. No, but he's working on something oh. before he's not wadding shit. I'm saying working on something. Yeah, yeah. I was. I would fastening say, the last zip tie. And yeah, I would, I would say in. you got good at that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like out of anybody that's won as many races as you did your first year out and wrecked as many times as you did, I was like, there's some commitment there. Frick, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hero never or zero, man. Hero, yeah. it, was, it was hero or zero, like <laughs> to a T. Like, I, I don't know that you could have scripted it better than that. No, and it even started before the season started at the Lena practice day. Lap one, <laughs> a little too confident. <laughs> brand brand Coming out the, the first jump after you cross the finish line, just I just had a like I was going to jump past this guy in midair. It was going to be sweet, going to go right on the corner. Lap one. Oh yeah, in lap one, and uh, that he kind of moved over just the last second after I was already committed, and I was you know setting up for the turn, also going the same way. We met in the middle, and I just bounced off and hit the wall, completely bent the front clip. You know. A w- two weeks before the season starts at the Lena practice day. So that was two weeks of busting my ass, chopping the front end off and getting a cryptic one, having Kyle Weldon on, put all that back together. And then first race, break the whole front right corner off the car. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I just put a new front end on, just, you know, redid everything. And day one, I wrecked my shit. I'm like, this is, I should probably give up just about now, you know. And of course, it was the first race of the year. So it's the, the next day is all based off points. But so I ended up starting 28th that next day and I, uh, Johnny Holter is in my ear and I just found one spot that I was consistently pretty good and lapped after lap after lap. And with two corners to go on the last lap, I made the pass for first place. So, I mean, it's just a testament. You can Where never give that? up. That was an yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the first race that I mm. won. And then, um, Where was Chum? <laughs> right behind him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but you didn't start 28th. Where did you no. start? Uh, the first year I started dead last. Right? No. This was the second year. That was the second year. This was my first year. Yeah. So I either started second or fourth. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You still be here. (laughs) I DNF'd the first day. So I knew I was in the back. And I don't remember where the hell you were. Oh, it was the second day. Then I started like eighth. Yeah. Because I took second to first day. Oh, really? You on the podium the first day? Did they do an invert that year? Yeah. Was there a sports and invert? I don't know. There's always been. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. Well, there hasn't been. It always right. used to be it, 12. It just started in the last two, three years. Since, no, since we've been racing, they've been pulling a chip like you guys. Mm. When I started, it always used to be 12. It was 12 cars. Now they do, you can pick a number. When I yeah. ran Sportsman or Super Buggy back then, it was under more. And it was 12, automatic 12. You didn't have an option. Yeah, we didn't have oh, and, that. And there wasn't the rule of the maximum of half the field. So if there was eight cars, you started last. If there was Dang. 10 cars, you still started last. If there was 12 cars, you still started last. Hmm. It okay. didn't matter. And now in the last three years, three or four, yeah. three, three years, yeah. it must've been the first year first you year guys joined started, yeah. is when they actually started doing uh, the invert for the sportsman classes, mm-hmm. which I think helped a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, 12 was, is kind of aggressive from the get go. And then like an automatic, automatic 12 is really aggressive, Frick, yeah. but um, it kept the points battle close. Like that that's one thing it did mm-hmm. pretty, pretty it made well you work for it made, made the good drivers work for it well that's a struggle in the sportsman classes when you start middle of the pack yeah yeah usually not my favorite place to start because <laughs> usually it never ends up well Mm-mm. yeah you need to be patient i mean i think that's where a lot of the sportsman guys um 
I would say struggle a little bit is like that first lap. Usually if there's one tight turn that everybody has to like check up, they stack up there Mm -hmm. because one guy gets a little bit antsy and maybe it's, it's a lack of experience probably more than anything and and, and not being able to judge as well as they thought they were or or not really expecting what's going to happen. And then it creates a big stack up. And Mm -hmm. then next thing you know, there's eight cars stacked up all together with a bunch of bent rear shocks. (laughs) And I go the second year. Yeah. Four right after the half, and 12, 12. Was it the cars. first lap or right after the half? It was right after the half. Yeah, they went in that right hander. Oh, yeah. It was super dusty. Yeah, I think. super dusty. Yeah. We all came in blind, someone mm-hmm. spun somebody around, and it was just a pile up. Yeah, yeah I don't even know. There was there were a battle up front. I don't yeah. even know. Remember someone like third spinning, or fourth. spinning, but I remember well, someone pushed the inside. They yeah. tried cutting them off, and then, and then they grenaded the brakes, and then uh-huh. it stacked up like eight, six or eight cars right there on the right hander. Mm hmm. Jared, were you yep, in there? I remember that. <laughs> I almost, I backed up, put her in drive, and then all of a sudden, bang, yep, that's a fucking junk rear end. So I almost got out of it. <laughs> almost got out you of it. You were a sportsman last year in 22? No. Oh, it was pro Oh, I was you- sportsman the first year. Yeah, okay. And, and then, then pro in the last two years? Yep. That's fair. That's, that's fair. right. Pro stock got a pile up this year at Anigo. Day two. Yeah. After halfway. Right after the right, because we're doing the oval backwards. Yep. I think, uh. Owen got under Scott, hit Scott, and Scott rolled over in front of the whole field. There was like 15 of us sitting there in the corner. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of junk was made. Didn't that take you and Mark out and Matt Bowen? Yeah. Yeah, it took out a lot of guys. Yeah. That was not a good one, though. Yeah. Makes a mess quick. So have you guys listened to any of the off-season podcast yet? All of them. Yep. None of them. What do you think? Like, out of everything that was said... Um, between the two of them, what's, what has stuck out the most or has been like your favorite part, part of them? Obviously, some of us know Benji. Um, I think majority of us sitting here, Matt probably doesn't. Jake, a little bit. Um, obviously, more than Matt and you guys, more than us probably. Right. Yeah, because you guys been around it for a while, but um, <clears throat> it was cool. We, we enjoyed having him on there. He started off a little nervous, a little... A little gun shy, you could tell. Like when we introduced him, he was just bright red. He was bright, <laughs> bright red, and and pretty uh like slow to get moving. He was very correct and in, in um sh- short and proper in the yeah. beginning, and then as he uh, settled in a little bit, it, it got really good. It was one of my, the most fun podcasts I think I've been on so far. Um, I really enjoyed it. And then at, at almost three hours, we were like. We need to no shit. We need to that cut, yeah, up. we need Holy to wrap crap. this thing up. And what's crazy is is most people will probably never even hear it. But the last probably ten minutes is part of, part of the best part of it. We sure. we talked. We started talking about like headspace of a bad year, mm. and and we can kind of go over it again um, tonight. And, yeah. And kind of see what you guys feel about it and where it's at. But out of all the different things that that have been mentioned so far between. Spectators, stock car racers. Um, I mean, we've had guys on here. Obviously, my dad, Benji. Drew has just been a pit guy. Um, Casey was in, um, not really on the podcast, but was here with us when we were doing it. And we asked some like uh, pretty broad questions. And him being someone that's never helped on a team or raced on a team, um, he had an opinion on it. And he's got the he's got to watch a lot. You know, kind he's of got to watch a lot. he's got to be a yeah. spectator. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. What we do compared to what they go through as fans yeah. or yeah, as, as spectators and fans and, and so on and so forth. So um, out of all that, like what what have you guys think that you've taken from it so far as like a positive in like something you've 
went like, oh man, that was, that's something that would be really sweet or like, oh yeah, I never thought about it that way or along those lines. Chum's got notes, so we'll let him start. <laughs> well, I finished the last hour and a half of it today because I do nothing but sit on the couch. <laughs> We're not working. <laughs> but concerts at tracks, that was my question about that. That never got brought up, I don't think. Like at Crandon last year, there that was last Kiss. year, right? They had yep. Kiss. Yeah. And th- I don't think there's ever been so many people during the pro races just to watch that before the concert. Well, it's something to what do, do before. It was on the- Friday. We didn't race. Yeah, they didn't race. It was sportsmen. Well, it was. That was their near race then. Yeah. Yeah, there's people. Well, you know, like if you get the people highway. there and they're bored and, you know, everyone shows up three hours before the pregame. And yeah. what, I think you got a free admission ticket when you buy your concert. So, you know, get some reason to go check it out and you can get new fans pretty easy when they're already in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which which is easier said than done, I would say. Well, like you need like a, a track like Brandon right. can bring in Kid Rock, can bring in Kiss, right. um, something like that, which I do think that's something Benji said as well, like entertainment, something Along 100%. the ways of entertainment that keeps everybody like uh, involved in it the whole time. Yeah. So um, I think concerts are good. That the bigger problem is, is uh, who, one, if you don't get someone really uh, like big named, are they really going to draw anyone? You know what I mean? Like, is it worth the money you're going to spend? Say, say it's. I'm just going to use a glam band because sure. exactly you're sitting here. Because you're I'm sitting like here. And follower. So, so we go we go to Anago and they get the glam band. Say the glam band charges them 10, 7 grand. I don't know what a band charges. Sure. Let's just say 7 grand to show up and, and do a Friday night show, right? Or Saturday yeah. night show. So you're, you're probably a Saturday night show because you're, you're banking that the people are going to come there early to do pregame. And then being that it's at an event, check out an event and so on and so forth. So do you think that the event's going to make their money back unless you have somebody like that's at the top of like the, the local charts? bands? I think you need a top tier local band, like a glam band, which attracts a lot of followers throughout the state. I don't think you can get some or random bad. Yeah. Well, I, I think you need a, a bigger name local band that you're not paying through the roof for, but. I mean, so every time you go to a like, glam band, they they fill the house or, you know, or even there's a couple like Smoke Road or whatever draws a good crowd. I mean, for sure. Even at that, it's worth the risk of them taking. And if it fails, well, at least you tried something because it ain't going to get better if you don't try nothing. Yeah. I'd say typically the more money you spend on the band, probably the more money, the more people are going to show up. Right. I mean, there's a big difference between 10 grand to hire the glam band and a million dollars to hire Kiss. You know, it's yeah, not absolutely. not a one to one ratio about how much people show up. But right. I'd say as a local cover band, they're probably I, I think they are about 10 grand to hire the glam band. And that's probably about the most you're going to pay for a local type band, you know, to do something like that. Um you know, and then it's just going up for, for a big time act, you know, and, and Cranon's probably the only facility that could actually afford something like that or right. has a facility for it. But Bark River too, with, yeah. with the casino right there, maybe, maybe well, that's that something. The, ca- the casinos had all kinds, I mean, all kinds of bands. The casino had Hardy before he was Hardy. I mean, he was Hardy, but he wasn't blown <laughs> off the Morgan, charts yet. Morgan Wallen was up there too. Morgan Wallen, <laughs> Scotty McCreary, like all kinds of them have, have right. been at. Are they tied in with the track at all? The casino? Um, I would guess, right, to some extent. I'm pretty sure it says Island Resort on a bunch of the billboards there. They could both help each other out, you know what I mean? Because if people are going to come up for the concert, nine times out of ten, they're going to go to a casino because so, that's just what you do. So when do you do it? <laughs> like, if you, were a, if you were a track, when do you do it? Saturday night. Saturday night? 100%. I'd say Saturday night. 
Because you can't have it Friday because the people are going to be bored. And there's well, not, they're gonna, they're well, not, we have practice. We have qualifying. practice. And then they're going to be a little too hungover to do anything the next day. So they're just probably just going to go home or whatever. But if you do it Saturday, they're going to want to come up early anyway, because you're not going to do on a Saturday. So you come up early, you watch your races and then go to your concert and your Sunday crowd might not be as good, but at least your Saturday turn will probably be a yeah. lot better. It's tough. I feel like most of the racers would go to the Friday night one over the Saturday night one. Well, and yeah, because it's just like in between the races race don't days. have to buy a ticket. Oh, you're saying yeah, to actually buy a separate ticket. Yeah, because we're talking I'm about two saying, different things too. Well, I'm just saying, know. like as a gain for a track, um, like one of the coolest things I've had so far since we did the podcast is um, we Dylan Marcourt reached out, and obviously their cars are for sale, and it sounds like he's taking a little bit bigger role at the track. And they reached out um, just the other day, and we're like, hey, we listen to the podcast. Like, would you guys be interested in coming up to the track? And we we've drawn some stuff that we'd like you guys to look at and we've heard everything that people have been suggesting and everything and we can walk it look at it see if it's physically possible yeah you can see what like what we have drawn up after listening to what you guys have to say and go from there so it's cool that we're, we're to the point already where we're getting tracks and and people from that are involved with the industry and within the tracks and within the sponsors and within the series that are listening so as as we progress through it all, um, one of one of the topics that we've we've kind of all agreed that we wanted to do is like as we're sitting here and before we get too far in every time, like what what would be one thing that if if you had one thing you could suggest to a track that would make it better to you or make you want to go or in your opinion, it doesn't have to be for the spectator. It doesn't have to be for anybody in your opinion for you in particular what do you think are things like tracks could do? And you can pick one track or you can say in a broad range, all the tracks could do it. Like we talked about um, with Benji with 141 renting out those tables. They're like 25 bucks or something. You get five seats at them. I'm sure you've, you guys oh, yeah. have gotten them before. To me, that's usually. lights out. That's oh freaking God. lights out. Why does every track not have that? Could right. you imagine if Crandon, Bark River, Anago, maybe it'd be a little bit harder. Anago, we're starting to get our following back there. I mean, yep. we've, we've been away for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Racing has from there, and now it's slowly coming back. But these tracks, ERX kind of has it, but it's part of like that Red Bull spectator area, yep. um, which is kind of like a VIP thing. The one cool thing about 141 is it's not VIP. It's not nothing. Any Joe Blow can call. I do it all the time. We're Anytime we're going to go there. And get a table, one, because I show up late or, <laughs> and I don't want to have to fight for a seat. Two, if you want to use the bar t- or a waitress, they have a waitress there. And three, you can come and go as you please and never have to worry about your seats getting taken, right? right. It's easy to call and get four seats for 25 bucks or 30 bucks, whatever they are. And then you can come and go as you please and you always have your seats. You can, you can get drinks as you please. Like, could you imagine if Crandon, Bark River, all these tracks had that? Like Cranon would probably be sold out forever. You could charge yeah. them a hundred bucks a table and people like oh, Cranon yeah. would do it for like, the Could you imagine the barn, 100%. like the shed at Cranon where the concrete pad is? It comes out like 15 feet, right. 20 feet, right? Right now past the, the building, the structure there. Think if you added 15 feet on that and put tables there. They're up above the people. They would see the track. You could put a waiter in there that would go to the bar and back. You Those would be sold out forever. You, oh, guaranteed. The people that would get them would never give them up. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. So- kind of 
bouncing off of that and what we were just talking about a little bit prior, if there, if there's one thing that you could tell, like any track, it, it could be one track, it could be each track, like anything that would make you as a person drive harder to want to be there, what would it be? Might be a pool and a swim up bar oh, at every okay. single Do we really like half the tracks we go to aren't warm enough? Yeah. I'm sweating uh, yeah. from point I'm A to point B. <laughs> they, they can heat the pools. Like yeah, I'd say Is that within track, is that within reason though? I'd be driving no, for that fucking pool. This, yeah. I just want to jump in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try within reason. What the <laughs> I mean, I mean, it reason. I mean, it, it's a lot of money. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I think that's that's the craziest reason. Um, Actually, our first year, um, Bark River, they had that fastest lap time from Saturday, and then Sunday they had uh, Sportsman, Pro Am, and Pro Stock, and they all remember that race. Oh, the shootout. Uh, yeah, the shootout. shootout. If they did that, that force me as a driver to kind of go a little harder, even though I probably shouldn't as it is already. But you can't finish the race as it is. It, that's, well, you got to finish one until to be in the race. Hey. <laughs> but just over there, Betsy. So, so outside of that, like what, what, what are you trying to say? You enjoyed, did you do I, the I, shootout? No, I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. I mean, it pushed me to actually. Did, why didn't fast. you race it? Well, because he didn't qualify for it. Actually, no. <laughs> no I'm, sorry, I'm not being a dick, but no, you had to qualify, qualify for, for the race. Well, I didn't even. It was only three cars. Yeah, you had to be it the was, fastest in class. You had class. to be the fastest in your class. I, I, I can ob- obviously. I didn't. I didn't that was watch only. It. Yeah, that was our first year, so we were nowhere near the top. I thought they time. did a pro, a sportsman or pro stock Sport- shootout that was like 20 cars, like the year after. No, mm-hmm. not that I, I remember. remember. So it was only three cars. No, there was two from each class. Oh, two from each class. And some of the guys that didn't want it, they just went to the next fastest lap. Yeah. So, and my only opinion on that is in order to get people to want to do it, put championship points on the line. Or oh, enough money. Ooh, I like that. Money ain't going to do it. I don't know. Because when you total, for sportsman guys, if I mean, it was on Sunday after you're done racing, no, 100%. I'm for yes. surely not doing it then. I'm hundred percent. Why? Because <laughs> I've already been there for four days, and I, That's what and I don't want to wreck my car because there's eight days till the next race. Well, exactly. So you ain't gonna do it before any of the races that are that weekend. Yeah, because you then you're worried it, about wrecking your car <laughs> for the race the next day instead of the next eight days off. Yeah, you just got eight days to fix it. But. If they put championship points on the line, I would do it. Money wouldn't make me do it. I don't know. For us, money would make me different. Yeah, it's it's a little bit. It depends what the money is, but obviously, if it was. But all all you guys being Yamahas, I I could change your opinion on it real quick. (laughs) Wow. Because Yamaha pays. If you sign up for Blue Crew, it's fifteen grand to win the championship. Doesn't matter who you are. Have a brand new. No, you don't. No, you don't. There's a way. No. Well, did, if you, did, did you get 15 grand last year for winning that? Were you signed up for no, Blue Crew? Did you I, sign up for Blue Crew? I tried and I couldn't do it. And then so, this year, it asked me, I got through it. I kept on clicking it and submitting it and submitting it and submitting it. And then it finally went through. Then yeah. they sent me a, a letter, I don't know, probably two weeks after the season was done. And it says, we just don't have your VIN number. So I sent them my VIN number and it said it was a, well, I have a 2016. So it didn't work. Yeah. I know that. But the guy did tell me after I won that year. Yes. Last year. He said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it should matter. So that two-year thing is dirt bikes. That's how Blue Crew is set up. It's the same system that runs dirt bikes and UTVs and four-wheelers and all that. And dirt bikes and four-wheelers, because obviously the cost is a lot less and you're usually selling a bike within two years anyways, 
is two years. Well, but side by sides aren't like like Rod and Owen. They don't even build new cars. They build new cars, but they take leftover cars that are year too old, maybe more, because for the Yamahas till this year from 2019 to now nothing's changed and even no. from 2016 not much to 2019 yeah. or to 2023 nothing has really changed and for a lot of people we run haze brakes you run a billet hub so you're changing the bolt pattern you're already changing the um brakes so your mounting caliper your mounting bracket is correct already anyways so that is the way it goes but i know that they they do um, offer it to Which that more than two years old. Yes. Yeah. So you just had to probably email them or pursue it a little bit harder. <laughs> so go back to what we were saying. If there was championship points on the line, would it be more important? I, I, I it depends know. on when in the season it is. For one, it depends on how long between races. If it's a one week period between races or a two week period, that'd make a difference. But so you're, I'd rather have money. Like if it was even. It'd probably have to be more. So to win a sports race when I was for winning, when I was racing in twenty twenty two season, it was like tw- maybe the most I ever got was like twelve hundred bucks to win, and that was with Crandon maybe throwing in two hundred bucks. So it'd have to be at least probably whatever two grand, three, yeah, twenty five hundred bucks. I think that's a good price to to right. do a duel or something like that. Yeah, well, it depends how many cars are in the field. Too. That too, yeah. I mean, if it's only like eight cars, hundred percent. If yeah. there's twenty five cars, all that makes not the guy so think much. a little bit because yeah. you're not you're risking your rewards a little. Exactly. When there's less cars on the field. That's all it depends is the risk and the reward. There's right. so many factors that go into it. You know, when we started kind of arguing about it before. Right. And we think about it. You know, we drove all the way here. We're here. We might as well race. Yeah, We're especially race. if the car's in decent shape. After, after the, the second weekend. race, yeah, right. yeah, and what the hell, yeah. You know? Right, and if you're having a good week and already to qualify it, I mean, might as well yeah. keep it going. There's not much I can't fix in two weeks, like that. If especially if it's two weeks, if one week that's a little different, you know. Especially with a full time job on top of it, that definitely right. adds to it. But you oh, know, yeah. usually the Monday after is the wash day and the strip apart day, and then Tuesday you make a list, whatever the frick you broke. The that's week usually, that's usually a Saturday problem for us. <laughs> yeah, I got no time during the week. Yeah, yeah, no. that's for sure. It's a yeah, it's going crazy. You know, especially yeah, you guys work. You know, the, the summer is your busy season. You right, know, that's blah, the money blah. making season. Yeah. So that's a little harder for us. Well, that's why I got a friend named Matt. <laughs> Who's that guy? Sounds like so an what? asshole. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> what do you think, Jared? <laughs> Well, from your other podcast, definitely a joker lane for as a racer. I think that would be pretty badass. I like when they change, like even Cran adding that mid course. That was yeah. just fun that and cool sweet. for us because it changed. No yeah. one knows the track then. It's a fresh start for everybody. You know, you don't, the guy that's been racing forever knows the track like the back of his hand. So if you keep switching tracks, I think that's pretty fun because it's a even playing field. At least Anago changes there pretty much every year. Mixes it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's completely it's not different. Same. It's than, not the same yeah. stuff every time. You can't just go out there and know exactly what you're going to do. Less pro lights got destroyed this past year than the year before. Oh, 100%. <laughs> just but nice. as a spectator, that show was awesome. Yeah, as a guy driving crazy. it, I not want to be that it's guy. It's practice, bro. <laughs> right. Boom. Like I'm on the talk, but. <laughs> yeah, right. What about you, Jake? I know you haven't said three and a half words yet so far, but we're going to make you talk. Uh, Casey had a good point on the last podcast about like a, it'd be a double crown because we can do a triple crown. It'd be right. too tough on the guys. But I think if you did like a, Three race, triple crown, but had two races. Like you had Crandon, which is two races, a morning and an afternoon, a Bark River morning and an afternoon. And Just like, one day. Yeah. And then like an ERX morning and an afternoon, and you put 15, like you just kept track of them championship points on the last day. 
and pay and, like a triple crown separate. Yeah, like how Supercross does it. Yeah. But instead, maybe give him either a different bo- championship bonus or 15 extra points to win it, 15, 10, 5. Yeah. And that's something we talked about. I even brought it up to my dad. I'm like, hey, w- what would you think about it like a double header? But he said that there's no way we'd be able to do it in Pro 4. He's like, the problem is it doesn't matter if it's five laps or three laps the or seven around. laps. The turnaround is He said, I'm going to wreck something. Mm. And then I got to turn it around. But we do it in Crandon, sense. though. We do it in Crandon. For the morning race, right. for the first race, and then we're the cup race at we're the end. the cup the race day. at the end. And a well, lot that's, of, a lot of, that's a lot of stress on your guys. And yeah. That's yeah. a lot more stress. But if you just but, I mean, did it like, it if you did it the Sunday, not both days, just one day. Or, or even just Saturday, and then we raced Sunday night, right? Or Sunday, the last race as normal, you would right. get, you'd race right away. Or what, what if we even ran Friday? The days that were a double header, what if you were in practice and qualifying and then you the pr- just pro light, pro two, pro four ran Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. And the Friday night was just like a three or four lap shootout instead yeah. of, instead of a full moto. And then your Friday and your Saturday score would count together for your overall on Saturday. And then your Sunday would be a normal event. Like you could do that one at a track maybe. Yeah. Right. Well, it's feasible. You guys did it at Andigo with that shootout there. You Pro 2 did it. Yeah. Pro yeah. 2 did it. Yeah. 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 Well, they have a cup race this year. Well, <laughs> Should we, uh, I, I don't hate to break it up, but should we call the boys? Yeah, well, I want to ask you one question. So okay. on on that race at Cranon, do you drive any differently knowing you have to race that truck in the afternoon again one more time or not really? Do you, is that in the back of your mind when you're, or does it depend on where you are in the championship and stuff like that? I mean, do you factor everything in probably well, all Sunday, the time? Well, Sunday, nothing counts. There's no points in line. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 it's not for the but, champ. But it's but, a qualifier. But, uh, okay, take it back spring and say. Run. Spring run. We run Sunday morning for a points race and set, and then Sunday night as the cup race. Yeah. But we don't, most of us don't like consider the cup race. Like, do we all like to do it? Yes. But if something happens, we're not going to push our guys to do the cup race. Like the cup race, it's a bonus and it's a crapshoot anyways, right? It's all, right. it's all a matter of the timing. Right. Whether or not we're going to get a, I shouldn't Chance say a fair at shot that. at it, but yeah. whether we're, we actually have a true <clears throat> shot at it or not. So, uh, my dad hasn't ran it for multiple years now. One, he got hurt. And then other times he just, something happened and he was like, nah, I'm going to put my guys in your truck. Um, we're going to worry about one truck and, and go from there. So well, it's especially hard with two trucks under the tent, you know, two the two trucks, yeah. two UTVs. Yeah. So I, just, I was just stuff. curious what the thought process is knowing, especially in the pro four that probably breaks the most shit out of all the classes. You know, it's the hardest on equipment. Yeah. But. Yes and no. Um, pro fours have come a long ways. Yeah. You, you get, you try to not, you, you stop worrying about being different and you buy what works. Yeah. And it's reliable. And yeah. it's reliable. We go like all year. We went, our front diffs are four and a half years old. Oh, That's wow. crazy. Our trannies are since we built the truck. I have parts of my Pro 4 that are eight and a half years old. Oh, wow. That we're still running. They they had gone through every off season. Yeah, I think the routine. Right. Yeah, we go through. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. through them. Yeah, go yeah. Through I think them. what you're saying, the routine maintenance after a race is just aggressive. It's a yeah. couple hour ordeal to go through every little nick yeah. thing. I mean, especially when you're racing them kind of trucks, you got to go through everything. Catch yeah, shit ahead absolutely. of time. I'm sure yeah. it's like pulling tractors. 
Or, no, or do you guys just do you guys just put, put gas get, in them and let them blow up? Them fuckers get parked in the garage, fill her with fuel. And I remember the week asking and Jared that question one time. When I tried That's like going like, on a all inclusive vacation. There ain't nowhere tired. Put some diesel in it. Oh my god! Unless, you, unless the motor's laying on the track, you're good. Yeah, I was it's like, pretty you, simple. I was like, do you have to work on these things like you do UTVs? He's like, fuck no. You, no you way we do I mean, it's, it's a so 10 second ride. Yeah. Let's get back into this afterwards, and we want most people probably don't even know that that's what you do on the side to the extent and to the level that you guys actually do it. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know it for a while. And then I show up and I'm like, you have one of these <laughs> tractors and dude, let alone yeah. one, but two, <laughs> and three. three? Yeah, two. All right, let's call the boss. What they're, they're paused from whatever busy thing they're doing down there. I don't know. Ready to talk. Let's see. They're going to find out. They're going to be, they're smacking food. Yeah. Kamo's just getting good. Damn it. He's getting all excited about tractors. You think they're going to answer? They're in the middle of the lap dance right now. <laughs> he knows exactly what you're doing. <laughs> what up, boys? What's going on? What are you guys yeah. up to? Oh, man, we're trying to make our way to the Pfizer Forum and, uh, you know, watch watch some orchestras. So so, <laughs> so we're all sitting here. We're all sitting here. It's it's me, Matty V, Chum, Jared Jaden, and Jakers, the Work and Dirt crew, basically, Matty V. And we want to hear the breakdown of why you guys aren't here tonight. Why you guys aren't, why we aren't there? Yeah. Oh, you know, I got uh, Tito a Christmas present to this, uh, I don't even know what it's called. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Trans what? (laughs) Uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, those guys. Are you pumped or what? Did you pregame? Did we what? Did you pregame? No, we just, uh, we got wings. A little bit of beer and then... Uh, <laughs> sounds like a pregame to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean w- what different is a pregame than that? That sounds like my d- dream pregame to If it was a pregame, I'd be, uh, I'd be all hammed up on liquor, bro. Oh. <laughs> so should we should we call back at, like, the closing of the orchestra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> would, it, would it be like walking out of the Packer game? Oh, shit, I might get a fucking parking ticket. <laughs> not, not in the Civic, well, bro. I just, I pull, he's he's in an in, he's fine. There's no meter in front of it. There's what? There, so I pulled in front of a parking spot and there's no meter in front of it. Mm. I mean, I mean it sounds like it's free to me. VIP, motherfucker. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Oh, that's why, because it's not a parking spot. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, even better. It is now. It is now. It is for you guys. No, it's not. Hey. Rules or suggestions? Exactly. Ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. <laughs> are there any it? open spots on there? On the on the mic? No, I was. Uh, <laughs> He's so worried about. The oh, are you still spot. worried about <laughs> the parking spot? The, the fifteen dollar yeah, parking bro, ticket or a, a mile a walk? It's sitting like right here. <laughs> hey, it's a fifteen minute walk or a fifteen dollar parking ticket. Is your time worth more than your money or what? I don't want to miss the tranny Siberian whatever. <laughs> what even is that? <laughs> the biggest hoe in Hobart just keeps saying that you're just you're just going there for the trans. You're part. watching the trannies down yeah. there. I'll just be like, I'm like, oh, I'm new. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Tito. Oh my god. We we were missing you on here, so we had to get a little bit of a glimpse. Is Lyle with you guys too? He is not. It's just uh, me and Jeffrey. Oh, just the the boss is taking baby. you out on a date, huh? Yeah. Well, it's it's pretty well deserved. You went to PRI and held your own. Yeah, he uh, he he paid for the tickets. I drove. 
That's a fair trade. Have you ever been to one? What made you want to go to one? What, the trans Siberian Orchestra? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a performance. It's a show. It's nice. It's music. So, uh, I mean, they're legendary. If you don't know, I mean, you should know. I mean, I've heard of it, but I've, I've never put it on my agenda. I never heard of it in my life. Take a picture of that so I can pay it then. You've never <laughs> heard of it in your life? They do a cover of a Christmas song. You probably know. It's yeah. It's all instruments. Yeah. Like, you, like if you hear the Christmas song, you know it. I don't even know which um, Christmas song it is. I, I, I refuse to listen to Christmas music. So. Sweet. All right, boys. Well, we miss you here. We're, we're, we're doing our best to hold our own without without all the boys yeah. here. Uh, but how's, it, uh, how's it going? You guys got beers or what? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna yeah. build a tower. Yeah. <laughs> really? We're gonna build a tower. We'll send you a picture afterwards. Yeah. I know. Uh, C- oh, I know CJ misses you, but I really we've don't. Got, uh, got the All American Parker here. The All um, All American Parker here. All right, oh, boys. Well, have fun at the trans. We just wanted to uh, <laughs> to call you guys, um, say hi, yeah. tell you we miss you, and we're we're gonna do our best to to hang strong. We miss you too. We're just trying to be progressive with all the trans stuff. So <laughs> stay, on, stay on top of it for the next podcast so you can fill us yeah, in. Yeah. Let's know how the trans show goes. <laughs> all right, go. deal. All right. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you. See you later. Bye. Bye. Well, there you heard it. The boys. Well, I can't believe Lyle. Lyle left us hanging. He's not even there and he didn't he didn't mention to say, Hey, I'm not going to the orchestra. I'll still come and be on the show. Must be scared. Female obligations. Sounds like another friend I know. (laughs) (laughs) You just so happen to be staring at him. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Well, we heard it there from the boys, the bosses, Jeffrey and Tito. Back back to uh, where we're at, Jared. Let's hear about the tractors, man. Like that was kind of like the whole thing of the off season show was getting all these different disciplines of, of racing. And I guess you could almost consider that a race. It's more, it's not a race. It's, it's like not a drag race. race. Race against the sled. Yeah. It's race a race though. Fucking it's a because if you meet your stick, if you don't I mean, perform, you don't anything. win. True. I mean, it's just, yeah. right. You can, you, you, can, you can lose. So it's hundred percent competition anyways. Well, what got you into it? In the first place. My dad's been doing it since he was 16, so the 1980s we've been. It's just something my dad always did. He grew up on a farm, so, you know, you go take the tractor off the off the trailer and turn up the fuel pump a little bit and see how much hmm. shit you... It's pretty much cheating the whole time. It's like old-school sock car racing where any little thing that you can cheat on, you do it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. What? So, obviously, you guys are in, like, the highest class now. For within local, like, yes. Within with, local yes. series. Yeah. Within reason. Obviously, there's not four engines hanging off of it or anything no, like that. No, yeah, them are, but, them are next level guys. But they're pretty badass. Yeah, they're 1,500 horse tractors. I mean, they're no slouches by any means. I mean, they're pretty, they pre- get pretty wild. I mean, I've- Are they fully a, like custom built? Yeah. Like what, what's the chassis? They're all custom frames. Every, the whole bottom part of the chassis that everything's mounted to is all custom. So what identifies it as it, each brand? Like- what makes you, uh, it? What makes it a John Deere over the appearance? And it's the same it? motor, just the body, pretty much the body, and then I mean, you run the same motor of whatever the body and the. It's still motor. a John Deere engine. It's a engine. yeah, it's yeah. a John Deere engine. Okay, like most of the guys, like some guys will like like the series or uh, the looks of like a Agco or an Alice Chalmers, but they'll put a international motor in it because you get way better performance out of them compared to. Is that legal? Yeah. So you, you can mismatch it if you, you can want mismatch to. it. You just got to so, pass. So there the really r- isn't any rules. No. What there's, makes it a tractor? There's rules of like 
what you, is in your motor. Like we have a cubic inch limit of 640 and some guys, and we have an RPM limit, but like there's some other classes where you got to be 466 cubic inches, but unlimited RPM. So there's rules like that. And weight is a big thing. Certain tires you can run. I mean, cause you, you can cut tires. So pretty much a guys will go buy a brand new set of tires and cut it down to a half an inch and sharpen your tires. So you're pretty much wasting a whole three inches of your lug to do it. And some of like the pro guys, I mean, it's, ten thousand dollars per tire yeah i mean uh, it gets pretty aggressive when we were in sturgis one year lucas oil tractor pulling yeah, whatever the their big series league. was it's there one of them, yep. and they had like project compound tires and they said they were one run tires if they hit a rock and it was 10, if it was 10 grand a tire Jeez. so they were out there themselves all the all the racers picking rocks on their own they're like if we don't do it the series won't do it and it costs us 10,000 bucks a tire. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, they're, reason to do it. they're like three feet wide. The big guys are 20.8 by, I can't remember, but I mean, some of them guys, I mean, you got half a million dollars stuck into a tractor. I mean, they, their turbochargers alone are 40 grand. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like the, the limited pro tractors are pretty much like your pro fours on what they got invested into. Like it's stupid. They're some guys are running two char- turbochargers that are slotted and they're pushing 8,000 RPM out of a diesel motor, which is insane, That's insane. when you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, frick, yeah. I mean, diesel motors are not supposed to rev that high. I mean, it sounds just like a freight train coming through when you actually hear one. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, their tires are probably singing at 100 miles an hour going down that track. Damn. And they're going like, what, 12 mile an hour? No, I mean, I've hit 33 miles an hour on my tractor and 300 feet. I mean, and the sled alone weighs 9,000 pounds. And usually there's a pan, like for like when the sled box is moving forward, on the actual deck of it, there's grousers that are probably a foot long and they'll drop it. So all the weight of the eliminator compresses in the front. That's pretty much what slows a guy down mm-hmm. and it'll keep ripping. But I mean, you get up to that speed. I mean, there's a lot of torque and power coming. How do you steer them? Your brakes. The steering wheel is useless. Say, it seems like most of them, the front is so light on them all the time. Well, right. Is there like a rear percentage rule or anything like that? Like, nope. do they scale them? Yeah, you got to be under a certain weight. You got to be. Or you got to be. A, you got to be under. So my class is eleven thousand five hundred pounds. So you'll tech on us at a spot. So they'll count your weights and they'll know your tractor. Your tractor will get teched, and then whatever you know, they'll just count the weights so you know you're not cheating. Because most of the guy, you're not going to put a different rear ender or whatever on in the middle of the season because that's a pretty big project on. So yeah. they they tech like somewhere throughout the year at the beginning of the so year So wherever you know a lot of the places are in the middle of a cornfield so wherever there's a nice asphalt or concrete pad you'll put the scale on it so you know it's accurate and then you'll tech there and then you're good for the rest of the year sure but there's still after tech you know we get our field teched or turbo size you know some guys can put a different cover in their turbo and be cheating and i mean because if you put a so like my turbo if you put a slotted cover on it which is not hard to do at all you'll gain 200 horse i mean it's crazy how much just I'm mind blown. That's Jesus. insane. Yeah. I'm mind blown. Yeah. There's yeah, so much, it's so much to it. Like I thought there was a lot to off-road racing. I think there's more to tractors. <laughs> there's a lot of similarities though, for sure. There's I mean, a lot. There's I mean, yeah. There's your, main, your main limit. thing there's is a, weight distribution. Yeah. Cause I mean, you don't want to just pop a wheelie hallway down the track, but you also, you know, you want to carry that foot above. So, you know, there's traction in the back. Your gear selection is huge. Cause I mean, you could fall on your face or you'll burn the tires off your tire selection. You know, some guys run double cuts or single cuts, which is different tires on how much traction you get. Your tire pressure is huge on, you know, a soft. Is there a minimum? No. I mean, I, most of us will run 12 and a half pounds in our tires and there's not much. I mean, but it differ, it differs from if you have a hard track or a soft tacky track. I mean, it all kind of depends. I mean, it's pretty, there's a lot that goes into it for setups that will 
affect your pole 100 percent do you change gears based on the track 100 percent. yeah you know i got in my john deere i got three gears so i got one gear that i really never use i just use it to load on the trailer but like then a crawler I, I, gear like real no slow. well in my transmission i can so it's three over road okay so a road gear is you know your biggest gear in your normal drive around tractor and i got three over road four over road and five over road so driving it on They're a trailer really gets long. a little sketchy yeah you know when you're loading it on a trailer and that's a big gear to to try to creep along at yeah yeah, yeah. especially not fall on your you know can't kill the tractors <laughs> you're pretty much riding the clutch all the way up the trailer yeah, right did they have like custom clutches in them too just for that you got to, to put, hold it you got to put it i mean i've blown four clutches already i mean because you know when you come out of the hole you got to build your biggest thing is building the pressure so you boost it up and so we run 3000 rpm so you're pretty much on the chip when you take off and then you depending on the track sometimes you got to ride the clutch a little bit more so you know if it's a dry one you'll burn, you'll, you'll burn your t- no just because you'll burn your tires off you dump your clutch and it's a tacky track you'll just fall right out yeah. of your face right or even if it's a hard track you want to keep your traction so if you just dump your clutch you're just going to burn your tires off and you're going to skate on top of the whole entire track mm-hmm. so you got to ride it until your track you'll f- it's a lot of boat feeling because you'll feel your tractor kind of just sit down and get traction and then you kind of know when you feel hooked up it's ass dyno. It's the best dyno you can freaking have. That's the best what's in, going in on. any sport. Yeah, hundred percent. Either you oh, have yeah, the ass in the seat or you don't. Yeah. Right. Right. You you feel everything. And then another tractor that we have. I mean, it's a eighteen mile an hour class. So you got to Usually you run the same gear, but you're pretty much got to watch where the pan drops. So it's a lot more skill in that aspect because you're not going as fast. But if you go eighteen point one miles an hour, you're disqualified. So you got to find the happy line of you know, how fast should I be going here? And a lot of the tracks aren't perfectly straight or level. You no. know, there'll be a little hump in it where all of a sudden you'll be going 17.5, bump up 18.1, you're disqualified. Mm-hmm. And you always got to find the right time to punch it so you get out farther. So it's probably constantly changing as the night goes on too. You know, oh, more and more people I mean, go over it. Just some, like an off-road track. Like right. sometimes if you're the first puller, you could either, and if you're the first puller, you can either take it or turn it down and you'll come back at the end of the class, which so is So you can cool. do the pull first and then decide if you're going to, Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. So you go down. But granted, I can't do it in mine because I have a dry blocked engine. So my motor is pretty much it's hot. It's a one so run. It's a one run kind of uh, thing. So you kind of risk. But like the tractors that are still got water through the old thing, you'll be able to turn it down and come back at the end. So time out. Your engine doesn't run coolant. Coolant. Nope. Dry I block. didn't know that till right now. I mean, I've heard of that in some drag well, racing it coolant, things. But it's like I can't remember exactly how it goes. But it's a, it gets a lot hotter. Like there's not a the best cooling system in it just on how what the motor is it's a dry block motor so i mean it just gets really like i wonder, what the, the, I wonder what the benefit dr- is more rigidity in the block so, so they, they can add more flex, metal there so they yeah can, they can like make when, more power yeah normal engine has about. cooling jackets cut out all over the place which is less it's more metal removed so it makes right. the block and less a lot stiff. of us will run intercoolers which is pretty much just a gigantic ice box so like mine holds 200 pounds of ice and by the end of it there ain't air to water there ain't, more, there ain't yeah, more than right. 10 ice cubes left in that ice box in one run yeah that's in one crazy run. similar to drag racing that yeah. like and the, that the makes crazy a guys. huge yeah. difference yeah mm-hmm. so do you run a, a cooler too <laughs> like the ice box goes through the cooler and then out through the turbo or no, it's, it's just air to water in your cooler right yeah so yeah. it has an air cooler and then the ice box yeah, so it cools. It cools your whole system. You know, obviously, cool. Oh, I the see colder, what you're saying. The colder everything is, the more power you're going to oh, make. I don't obviously. think it has a radiator. Is what no. You're asking if it has a heat exchanger too. No, I'm oh. just asking. Like, so where you put the ice? Does the what cooling system? It sucks obviously, the cold air out of it. I understand that. The cold but like, so like we have a act like a an intercooler, right? That looks like a radiator, right. right? And then your ice box would your water coming from the turbo would just go through the ice box and back in the intercooler. 
this is just the air coming up, like on a stock it's Polaris, like on a stock Polaris, you yeah, change yeah. the air to water. So instead of having a heat exchanger, that air blows over the heat exchanger to cool off just the water. Blows over it's the ice. just ice. It's just yeah. ice. Yeah. So yeah. there's yeah. not they, actually a cooler itself. I, there's not a heat exchanger. There's not yeah. a core. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's no actual core. There's a core that is air to water. But since they're not going very fast, there's not a lot of air flowing over the core, so they just freeze the water going through it. Right. Of, you that know, makes sense. And like that, a, so pretty much it's an intercooler, and then we run water, in quotation marks. Yeah. Like, so it's water, but not really water, for another system of pretty much getting yeah. more power. I mean, yeah, I'm curious to know what the difference between <coughs> that, yeah, that block you said. If there's So there's still some cooling in it? In, right. In the I mean, it's not like yeah. it's going to blow up, but I mean, usually after your first round, I mean, you're pretty much, unless you have a pile of tractors where it's got 20 minutes to cool down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just hot at the end of the pole. Well, I've heard of that in some drag racing applications, like they'll fill the blocks with concrete, you know, they'll take a, right. a block that, and I think that they they take a, you know, I'm sure it's like the, the engine still has to be based on a production engine, but they'll take the cooling jackets and fill them with concrete and then to make to that block stiff. stiffer. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't I mean, flex. But, but they can only run right. once and then they're done. But you, you know? can, Probably pump out a lot more power. Frick yeah, yeah, because the cylinder walls aren't flexing. Right, as like much we can't drive like ours that. around, and you know, I mean, it's pretty yeah. much you drive to the line, and then you just park it, and then you fire it up, pull, and then shut it well, off maybe, right yeah, away, it's got and let it cool down. No cooler next, no. Cooler. Like it just gets really hot. You'll make yeah. some serious damage if you just keep, keep driving, driving around. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Interesting. Do you keep beers in your ice box? Like, so you can, uh, I, it's warm I may or may not have well, you done, but I mean, chum hammers them beforehand. So you could throw a beer in there with your 200 pounds ice. And then right before you go, one just really k- cold beer. Hey, we put a couple bottles of Jack fire and every time I've done it, I've won. <laughs> That's good. Luck, you, you should just start freezing Jack fire. Well, you probably can't cause alcohol in it, no, but it's still good. Well, usually, I mean, by the end, if you want, you know, you just crack open the bottle. You got some cold shots for you. Pass it around. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. I mean, tractor pulling is a lot less serious than, I mean, in our series, I mean, than what we do in racing. racing short course right? racing. And it's, yeah. and it's simple. You know, you get there, usually do your little bit of prep, and then you wait around. If you're the first class, you'll, you'll be sucking yeah. beers within five minutes of being there. <laughs> I, I mean, mean is, it, is there more dr- beer? Is, is it more serious to drink beer than it is to race or go down the track? Well, the first year of racing, yeah, we were just wanted to party. I mean, this was like a vacation for us. So, you know, you leave Thursday tractor night. Pulling. Tractor no, I'm talking po- about tractor pulling. You, yeah. said, you said that I mean, it's a lot, lot less serious. So is it more serious to drink beer or is it more serious to go there I mean, and, and pull the furthest? You take your pulling serious and once, once it's done, you just want to go party. No, now we're yeah. getting, you know, most of it's your local track. So, I mean, you know yeah. everybody, you know fair. the local bars. Most of them are at the fair. Right. And if you know, I mean, my dad is the president of the club, so we pretty much know everybody. So you got a bunch of friends when you go there and you just... You know, hang out. If it's on a Saturday night, usually the the track will have a band or something. You just go have fun there. Freak yeah. Hopefully it's the glam band. Because the biggest one is what? <laughs> Solid half mile away from working at Motorsports headquarters. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's on a fourth of July week. There's like three thousand people. It's just stupid. That one year you walk we got, home. <laughs> dang. We got we got I've never <laughs> knew this was this big. We, got, we got rain. So we ran and grabbed some equipment that we had close by and we the show was probably an hour and a half delayed. This is the Friday of 4th of July weekend every year. It's been like that. And uh, they That's were why odd. you guys are always late to the cabin. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Every year. Yeah. It's it's one you just can't miss. But right. like I've missed so the, I got to come next time. Yes, yeah, so you got to join in. <laughs> like, Where's this at? Right, right by Sugarbush. Yeah, right. No shit. Do you know the four-way stop? What's the name of it? 
Davis's Bar. It's right there. Davis's it's Bar. The What's the name of the sugar, event? Sugar, sugar Bush, Bush Tractor Pulls. Sugar Bush Tractor Pulls. Okay. Yeah, it's literally behind the bar. See, behind the baseball diamond. We're trying to promote, trying to promote racing around here. So when you just say, it's right by us, everyone listening <laughs> sugar doesn't know Scott. where you are, all right? <laughs> Sorry. Just because some of us know where you are doesn't mean we all do. But uh, we were an hour and a half behind on the show because we had to blade the track off whatever there was good material underneath it and they were out of beer before the pole started I mean, no one left. no one left. everyone just got just smashed and this pole will go till sometimes it gets a little aggressive where it's like midnight and that place is i mean your few people will leave but that place is packed from point a to point b the whole night and it's just one big massive we party. need to go we need to go dude. and there's a bar dude, right there so you, you know you want to go in the bar or whatever i mean it's just yeah. it's like an event it's kind of crazy to me of like it's a holiday weekend so it's kind of hard to attract people there especially you know it's on a friday i think what helps them is on a friday so you know we'll hang on home friday saturday morning you go up north or most people will go up north to go camping and it's kind of but people take that i mean this is like a holiday for uh, the local around by us i mean it's packed no every shit. year oh, yeah. uh, biggest event every year i think That's we got awesome. a date booked for july yeah. 2nd friday before fourth of july <laughs> wait what if Friday before. Oh, no matter well, what it, it be is. anything. No, yeah. I just pulled up well, it's hard ass. when, yeah, you know, when you guys are up turning up up north, it's like, oh, I want to be there, but it's like, I can't miss this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the one that you just can't miss. It's kind of like Labor Day Cranon in the polling world. Yeah. Yeah. We, usually, we save it though. There's always good nights, you know. Well, sometimes oh, yeah. we'll go three days up at the cabin. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Four Friday, days. Saturday, I mean, Sunday. if we have yeah, to. Yeah. If, if, if <laughs> Jake doesn't walk off the dock. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> quiet down over there, right? <laughs> you know, it's so quiet. Right. Oh, uh, that's a good At least I wasn't looking for my phone charger in the bushes that weekend, though. <laughs> he was looking for an outlet in there. One <laughs> of the you, weekends. You, you, were, you were the bag that weekend. <laughs> just one day. No, just one day. <laughs> that's another if you know, you know. You right? the bag. You I am the bag. And I am the bag. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't listen to this, huh? Is she gone? <laughs> yeah, she's gone. Oh shit, the window's open. Oh uh, shit, he's sitting right outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, what uh, is? <laughs> who was that? Ball sack. <laughs> what is the f- your favorite event that you currently do, and why? It could be in any thing. Period. Like from concerts to racing to anything if there's one event that's like your most favorite event that you do every year what is it and why hmm. wow that's a, that's a really hard question well that's easy for me labor day crandon yeah, yeah. that's just a go to <clears throat> yeah that, that's a pretty well, it must be easy for <laughs> you you're done saturday so you can drink all day sunday you know yeah, that remember and the have parade, monday though. off yeah you guys <laughs> at the parade are seven sheets to the wind and all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, I got to race in like half an hour. You guys have fun. <laughs> sucks to be you. That was me always feeling like a spot for Blemke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it mattered if you were drunk or sober on how his uh, change the race. <laughs> the mimosas were going down good. Frick. Is, is that like the same across the board? It's well, close. It's, it's yeah. good for us just because not all of our friends can make it to every race. So usually we have all of our friend group, you know, we have some, you know, you got your high school friend group and whatever, and that's usually the race where everyone can come and all your family. So it's kind of just cool. You can hang out with all the people that, you know, when summer gets busy that you don't see them as much. Yeah. yeah. It's a holiday. So they get that extra day off. Makes yep. it a little easier. I guess that's, right. yeah, that's one place I'm always going to be there that weekend. Right. I never do anything else. You know, you know, yeah. fourth, fourth of July is fun up on the boat too. You know, I did spend the last few years too, but I can't think of something I do every single year, and I'm always there that right. year. It's just yeah. you can't miss. No. Yeah. That's probably, yeah. What did you do one. before you raced? 
I went to Cran in 2020. Labor Day, usually we went up to our cabin or for we, right. We went by Joski's. Oh yeah, we usually buy another We've been friends. by Joski's cabin in mm-hmm. Bay for since sophomore year of high school. Really. By Cody's. Yeah, by Cody. Okay. He's got that Bowden cabin right in Little Sturgeon, which is a blast too. What about you, Jake? I, I know you're a man of few words tonight. Well, I don't know. Crandon's always up on the list, but after KOH last year, I think that's my most favorite. Yeah. And we're the coming shit up you on see that. out there is crazy. And yeah. you're riding in the cars and you're like, you're looking up this huge mountain. You're like, oh, there ain't no way you're getting up this right up. <laughs> yeah. But probably one of the most scary memories I've ever had <laughs> in my good. life was at KOH last year too. So I'm riding with Tyler Emery. We're doing a pre-run of the qualifying course. And uh, we get stuck behind this dude like four times. So the lap's already junk. It's practice too. Yeah, it's Let's practice. I'm, I just tell him, I'm like, hey, we'll just do it again. Go down. There's one last hill you got to go down, and then you're back to the start line. Well, he had different plans. He comes up, he passes the dude, and it's like a steep downhill. He gives her throttle. We end up down the hill. We start oh, flipping. Oh, There's flip rocks forward. everywhere. Oh, yeah. Flip, flip forward, forward down, the hill down the hill with these huge ass fucking oh. rocks. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This, this is, is it. it. This is it. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, That's needless to say, scary. I'm probably never going to ride with Tyler again. Hmm. I mean, he's, he's gotten... <laughs> he has gotten better. Yeah. But the day before, I was riding with Johnny, CJ's dad, up up the same hill we just rolled down, or me and Tyler rolled down the next day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get out. Well, John rolled rolled down the hill. Yeah. Trying to go up. Trying to go up. Oh, the no same shit. hill. Oh, I didn't hear yeah. about that. Yeah. Nah. So... So you knew it was coming. Yeah. Well... Well, I just told him like, because... We were going up. You're supposed to go up, but in qualifying, we were going down this hill, and it was like this rock ledge where you gotta like creep down it and get your front tires on, just creep down. Well, Sent he up. like he like jumped down <laughs> and landed on nose dived on a rock, and we just oh. started endoing him like like hmm. down the hill. Could you imagine that? You're coming down this hill. So the day before, we were pre-running the race course, like not the qualifying course, the race course, and we were supposed to go up it. I made it up. Um, Jay Shaw, I think, winched up. And then, uh, your dad, my dad, I think my dad was net cash was with us too. I think cash got up, uh, yeah, we winched cash up and then my dad went up and my dad was messing around with the live valve on the car. And I don't remember which, which mode he was in or whatever, but the car was sitting really high and we were all watching it. Like, man, why is the car so high and not like settled down? And when he caught it, it just like popped up. And then it turned sideways and landed on the door and then just flopped down. And we were like, oh, my gosh, you well, are so lucky. Well, he goes, oh, shit, and sticks his hand out <laughs> yeah. the window because oh. it's a pre-runner. So the door's open. And he's he, doesn't he have, takes his shoulder belts off so he can, like, get up on the wheel bu- and see the rocks. Doesn't buckle his helmet. And it, and it bounces. And it flips sideways. He goes, oh, shit, and puts his hand out. Like, like he's going to save, gonna save the car. Like, no. like, that's going to save this freaking 2,000-pound, <laughs> 3,000-pound car that's flipping down a hill Jeez. onto its side. So it hits, and it just stops on the door. And we were like, oh, yeah, my god. it gosh. got jammed on a rock, luckily, because otherwise he was going for a ride. Yeah. So then now think that that was the day before. And we were all talking about, like, just think if it went to stop. Like, it's a long way down. We're way up on this peak. Like, you're going to roll forever. Oh, I and didn't the have next to think. Day, I lived it. 
Yeah. The <laughs> next day, this dude comes over it with Tyler qualifying and rolls forward, going down the same hill that we Jesus. rolled going up the day before. Oh, God. Could you imagine that? Like, we were talking about it. Um, Devin and I, I think Brad, we were talking about it just the other day, this week. Like, could you imagine rolling forward down a hill? That's got to be way more scary than flipping over backwards. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know I why. I want to see it. I, what's I coming know. at me. <laughs> you just see it. Close your eyes. And <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel more. Yeah, like at least Grab if you're flipping belts. over backwards, you see it like going up, right? And you see sky. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you can feel it in the seat like you're going to flip over. You know what's happening. Oh, yeah. And you just basically like, okay. I accepted it. You, you're going to brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Carry you're gonna, moment. You're going to brace yourself and you're just going to go through it. And it is what it is. And you're going to hope for the best. Yeah. Well, just think like now you're coming down this hill and the thing's in an endo and you have two options. Either you hit the throttle and go smashing into all these boulders that are four times the size of your car from the tip, from the tip of this freaking mountain or you will ride it out and see what happens. Yeah. And it just flips over forward and you're just like, oh, shit. And then flip sideways. And all I could think about, you got these thin ass window nets and there's these sharp boulders. I'm like, hmm. I don't think much. this is going to like <laughs> stop or bounce much. the rock off. And all I can think about is a rock coming through the window. I'm like, oh, breaking fuck. your arm or something. Yeah. <laughs> you fall down the hill, you have to have an Applebee's commercial like Talladega Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I told them I'm awesome. going to co-ride with Tyler. And they're like, all right, see you in a couple of minutes. Well, a couple of minutes turned into like three hours. What happened? Oh, we rolled down the hill. We had to get winched halfway back up, go get parts, fix it on this mountainside while people are still coming down. I'm like, what Jesus. happens if you guys just do what we just did and you land on top of us? Don't worry. We'll it's be. like a zoo out there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's If you've never been, it's, it's I'll be, I'll be cheering you guys on from a swim-up bar in Mexico this year. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Can I come? You're more than welcome. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. What, what's your guys' New Year's plans? I think we're going I mean, we're kind of not hanging out right with you. Because hey, you'll be yeah. hey, CJ's hey, ditching hey, the whole world. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. yeah, Mr. Vacation. <laughs> this, I never take vacations. This is the first year. Oh, what do you got? What do you do this weekend? Oh, I'm down gone. Florida. Oh, I'm in yeah. Florida. Yeah. What about the, next weekend? I'm here for no, the next I'm three months. Florida. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is the oh, first in year in like the forever that I haven't spent New Year's with the boys. And this is the first year that I've ever left the country. That's why I went to New Zealand. <laughs> and this is the first year that I've spent any time in Florida since I've been over like the age of 12. So I don't want to hear it out of you. Well, bitches. you can space it out a little bit. You don't <laughs> yeah. do it all in one year. Yeah. You just disappear off the face of the planet. Hey, like, hey Jesus. our race season is tight. Well, I got to build race cars in between oh there. Gosh. So I had to get it all smashed in one little area. Smashed in. Oh, my God. Chum, we yeah. asked what, what what's the New Year's plan? We're jumping around a little bit, but. I'm, I guarantee you, I know what he's going to say. Uh, I'm probably going to be drinking a lot of Bush Light. <laughs> yeah, but where? Like, I think we're going to one of our buddies, James Crow's house. Well, at the end of the day, I think we all know where we're going to end up. At the good old Tapos. The old Tophers. The, the old Tophers. That's the local hot spot. That's, yep, that's the working dirt hot spot. That's fair. What about yeah. you, Manny? I think the plan is I'm going on to Oshkosh with the high school boys. Jared. Oh, you're ditching everybody, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, be going. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Quite, look at that. With you two or you, so I made my own plans. I guess, yeah. I didn't me. even. I didn't even make my plans, so I don't want to. No, hear. going down to Oshkosh with Seth, Jared, and Trev. We're gonna have a seafood boil at Seth's house. Have some crab legs and some potatoes and whatever else. You get that on a normal Saturday night. I've never had like crab legs ever in my oh, life. I, I guarantee you have. No. 
I've had imitation crap. <laughs> 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 serious about that. No kidding. If Trump, if anybody else, dude, come on. Capert, Capert has had grab legs, okay? Capert. Out of all, all the friend group. He admits to the itches he has once in a while. Oh, I my mean, God. We're just, we're just hammering Capert. He's not even here to defend himself. Nine, nine times out of ten, diesel fuel will kill it. Yeah. Is that it? Not from experience, just from a trusted friend. I say, you sound pretty sure about that. No, Jake, what are you going to do? Go with them? Garrett. Most likely, yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. But we're all torn because so we're going on the Oshkosh, eating dinner. Then there's a Packer game. We're going to watch a Packer game. The Packer but game is New Year's? Yeah, New, yeah, Year's, New Eve. Year's Eve. They're playing the Vikings. Sunday at night football. 7-15. So I'm going to hang out at the house till 10 o'clock. But we're kind of, I was just talking with Trev before I got here, actually. It's, you know, there's me and Trev that are just the boys want to hang out. And then Jared and, and Seth both have girlfriends that kind of like to relax and hang out. Well, they're like, well, are they going to want to go out? And I was like, well, Trev, we're going out either way. I don't care if they come or not. You know, we're yeah. going to have, we're going to go have pisses up and well, have a yeah. good time. You can't tell me Jared's not going to go out with you. Well, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull his arm if for sure. But if there's one, person's gonna relax them a little bit hey, they're be, in a relationship let's just be yeah. honest their girlfriends are gonna want new year's kisses so you got till midnight <laughs> <laughs> you at least got till midnight if you get them just absolutely <laughs> sauced before midnight yeah. well that's say, funny you bring that up every time the packers like fuck up you might as well take a shot because there's a lot you gotta make it a challenge yeah, yeah you'll fun. be hammered by halftime that's funny every punt is a shot <laughs> oh my god <laughs> every first down's a shot but then you wouldn't you, be taking many every three and over exactly well, it's funny you bring that up, though, because last year <laughs> we used to go out to stirrups. So that's kind of, you know, you knew you'd come to and whatever else. But last year, those guys came up there and <laughs> at, at, at the ball, it's, we go to stirrups, downtown Green Bay, whatever, fun bar. And 12 o'clock, the, the confetti goes flying, whatever, we all pisses up, champagne sprays all over the place. You know, it's a good time. And then all of a sudden here, yeah, we're leaving. And I look around my corner. I'm like, what? And it's, it's just like, yeah, we're leaving. I'm like, I looked on, what is it, 1205? It's 1203. Oh. And they're fucking going home. I'm like, oh are you God. kidding me? Yeah. Well, I never get to see these homies and they're leaving at 1203. Well, they're getting old, you know. Like, yeah. Jesus. I would guess, being that it's a Packer game, New Year's Eve, stadium view is going to be ripping. Yeah. Well, that's like, it's fun to a point, you know, like when it oh, takes you like 20 minutes to get a drink. Yeah, it's that's not, a little aggressive. Yeah. Well, I'm sure for the Packer game, all five bars will be open. Oh, freak yeah. Oh, yeah, they'd be open so, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Every bar will be open. But inside, they have yeah. five. Between the two in the back. They got one upstairs. One upstairs. All five, all five bars inside stadium view. Yeah, yeah but it'll, it'll, about, it'll yeah. still be. There's one upstairs. Be there's one right below it. There's one, the main one. And then there's two in the banquet hall in the back, which is always, which is open for every football game. Right. I was just there the other day. Guys, you guys sound like alcoholics. <laughs> I was just, well, after he said he was just there the other day. Yeah. Was geez. I there too? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was also there. If it's a day that ends in Y, somebody's got to be in this yeah. end. That is true. No, Did we go really? to Steve? No. Yeah, for Maddie's birthday. For my birthday, yeah, we yeah, were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. Weeks ago. I had to use my GPS. I don't like going out that way too much. No. Scary. Out of your stomping grounds. Scary. Yeah. You're not used to paying $8 for a drink. Stadium view is really excessive. Yeah. That's still like what six at saddle for a mixy probably. No one. Well, everything's no. expensive to you. You get a free bar tab at Topher's, both of you. You just got to <laughs> get the record. Right. Some people want part sponsors. We just get bar sponsors. <laughs> we just drink our feelings away oh, instead of getting drink. someone paid for the parks. I wouldn't yeah. publicly admit that. <laughs> hey, man, we are the epitome of sportsman racers. <laughs> that is can't true. Just, they should yeah. pay like, you to drink. You know, is like, what we should started happen. this because I bought a side by side. I told Chum. We mean him both bought one. I'm like, whoever wads these things up first has got to buy one. I'm like, we're committed to this. 
I won first race. You know, one. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. Next lap, wadded that fucker right up. I mean, barrel like four times. He's standing on top of it. I'm like, nice. This Just is thing at is Remington's. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remington? The, lo- the local Remington. Stuff. Straight yeah. up. Also, we call that Redneck Nationals. Also, yes. I'm scrolling on the old Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. There's one on for sale. I'll message a dude, whatever, and kind of ask around. I'm like, is this really a thing I should do? Talk to my dad about it because he's pretty smart. That. He's like, I don't really care what you do. He's like, you know what? Send it. I'm like, okay. Went down there and bought it. Didn't tell Jacob at all. So I show up. I'm like, look what I just bought. <laughs> Four months later, also we're driving to Crivets again. And now we're buying another one. I look at him like, we have no idea what we're doing. We, haven't raised, we did Snowcross once in our life. And that somehow, was horrible. Never yeah, do that again. Yeah, I couldn't walk for a week. <laughs> tell me how sh- uh, shape. If you want to know how sh- out of shape you are, do Snowcross once. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, you're sore in places you didn't know I could get sore. Good story, yeah. Well, you watch all those pros that do it. Those guys are nuts. Oh yeah. yeah. But they're also set up for it. But they're doing these triples and everything else. And it's me and Jared next to each other. So you, we got to be pushing each other to the max limit every time. <laughs> so right. we tried doing one of those triples, and guess what? We're they, both they on both laid. <laughs> Crash Did you do Snow jump. Angels at least? No. And we ran back and somehow they started right away. That is true. I mean, we drove down to Chicago to go, or not Chicago, but pretty much the Illinois Wisconsin border. Nicole had to drive my truck because I lost my license. So that was a real treat to her driver. <laughs> what? I got too many tickets. We don't uh, talk about that. I did hear that story last uh, time. I went through a phase. So me and Nicole are dating for a, a year at this point. She drove my truck and trailer. I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. It's tested the relationship yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> and if she you was, don't know Jared, he has terrible road rage. So yeah. imagine him driving and then imagine him watching his girlfriend driving with a trailer uh, with a trailer. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, that's awesome. Going through Milwaukee. But honestly, the best thing that saved me and John, I remember this to a T it was like two o'clock in the morning at Cody's cabin. I'm, you know, feeling pretty good at this point. All of a sudden I look on Facebook and CJ and his and Johnny were offering a class for like pretty much guys who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And I'm like, this is us. This is our, I'm messaging both. I didn't know either of them at the time. I'm like, uh, Sign me up now. Yeah. Like, I'm like, do I, I, didn't I, I don't even remember you being there. <laughs> really? Me neither. I was, there, I was there both days, and I remember you guys being there. You had no idea. Was it at Lena? Yeah. yeah. Remember when Greasebox just bought that car for me and you wadded up? We were that day. No. Greasebox, <laughs> Greasebox I, rolled I, that I car. Like I remember uh, ERX Beave, is when we met. Oh. Beave endowing at one of them on the front straightaway. Well, I Uncle almost did. I, well, you I, guys know Uncle Beave. I do. I yeah. got videos from that day yet. I'm like, cause I, I come up, Tim Remember that first jump? Yeah. That Atlanta was so lippy. Doesn't he yeah. do motors? Yeah. Almost rolled no, over every I time. I, I mean, I had so. no idea what I was doing. Well, that's how me and Chummy met that weekend for the first time. He was time. part of uh, when you took him the out? sniper. <laughs> you know <laughs> the sniper <laughs> chassis guy? Yeah. Yeah. He ran with 13. Oh. But he ended on the front straightaway, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Yeah, Alina. Don't look when, at me like the track that. Was uh, it, it was well, it was funny. I should tell a little story out. Ch- Chummy met each other on the track before we really knew <laughs> who we were. Yeah, this is like. Do, hey, do we on. actually tell them the story of how we actually became friends? Yeah, that's let's a do it. Funny story. Let's do it. Let's do it. it what's funny about it is, is Tito and I kind of went over our story just the other day. Like we made a comment on on the podcast that like little did everybody know he hated me, right? Like <laughs> oh, yeah. wouldn't talk to me, hated me, thought I was the biggest piece of shit, and now we're sitting here. 
once a week doing a podcast together, shooting the shit, going out at night, whatever. So now this is the second group that we've had in here that started off (laughs) kind of similar. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say, I mean, I think we'll take a couple sides to the story. Like I'm going to have to go and Chum's going to have to go. (laughs) (laughs) If you have jerks, what we like to hear. If you have jerks, he's going to make it sound way worse than what it actually was. I was there for both of them because I'm the one that figured out. (laughs) <laughs> that was actually you yeah, that did it. Yeah. So, so we're at here. Yeah. Was, well, Lino was when the incident happened. Yes. ERX is when we all figured out about two in the morning. Yes. So, you know, ERX is just. I was passed out at ERX yeah. when that Yeah, trouble sleeping. Down. Shocker. But we were well, at. It happened, he's probably so passed out by 10. Sports, 2021. I the buckets there. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like it's just like Tito at Lena. The buckets at Erex. The next level. Oh my god! I got a buddy who literally takes time off just for the buckets at Erex. He he's just happy to be there just for the buckets. He forgets his name by eight thirty, sleeping by nine, happy as shit. Yeah. So whatever, we're partying like rocks. I think we're partying by the band that night, or whatever. And then Matt Borschinger is like, "Oh, let's I'll play beer by my campsite." So we all go there, whatever. I was there. Everyone, I know you. Are. Everyone <laughs> drinks beer like you're that's fresh. how we started. So I was your cabin. So we run out of beer. So we go back to our campsite. That wasn't too far. And one of our friends, Marissa, Maddie V, was hanging out with her. I don't even know what I. I was no. Okay, you <laughs> fucked up the story. <laughs> I was not. Oh, this is so, so good. This is but you were with the her. cooler. No, it happened over the cooler. Oh yeah. Someone, so, yes, someone yes. thought that you know whatever. Someone will sell whatever. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. need to yell. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. We were playing beer darts, and yes. I didn't have any drinks. I seen a cooler in the back of a side by side, and I was like, "Whose beer is that?" I, I just I want to give somebody some money and give me some drinks. So Mar- Marissa came up to me and said it was her cooler, and so I was like, "All right, here you go. Here's." I said, I gave her 50 bucks. I said, let all my friends have drinks out of it. And you know just, um, we'll get the story <laughs> done, okay? So we, we played beer nuts or whatever, having a good time. Well, I must have had to pee and then kind of went for a walk and just kind of wandered off. And all of a sudden, I see <laughs> this door open to this camper swing open and a girl's hanging on to it while it's swinging open around <laughs> the thing. And all of a sudden, these two girls just start hitting each other and freaking out. I'm like, what's Classic going girl on? fight. All of a sudden, I look to my left Classic. and there's this, there's this dude sitting here. I'm like, what's going on? Well, it turns out to be Jared. He's like, well, this happened and this. Well, it turns out the, the, the girl who I paid for her cooler, it wasn't her cooler. It was somebody else's cooler, but she took the money for it and right. said it was her cooler. And that turned into a big ordeal. And so I'm just sitting there. Dude, I just want some beer. I'm sorry. Right. I don't know why I fucking started. You know, I look at him. I'm like, deal. I got no issues. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, you want to drink? Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, exactly. That's when beer was so cheap. Yeah. And then, and then we start talking. And he's like, yeah, I'm with Jacob Blemke, blah, blah. He's in. He's like, yeah, he, he rolled over at Lena at that side-by-side sports race. I was like, oh, like where? He's like, yeah, in turn one. And I was like, oh, like pretty early in the race. He's like, yeah. You knew exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, you're that number three. Yeah, you want to be Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt over there. There's three cars wide going through the corner. I can't remember who was inside. I was in the middle, and Jacob was on the outside. And it was not malicious or no, no, was, nothing happened. It was just, just a cushion. Our, our oh, no, you got tangled them. up. You punted on <laughs> seven <laughs> ways to Sunday. Everybody you was thought that was a football on Sunday night football and you needed it to win. Everybody was turning left and <laughs> it, it, Jacob got the wrong end of the stick and he was just the last one. Out, so we bumped tires. He went flipping and there's sweet pictures of it all over the place. Oh, yeah. He was the cover photo. Yeah, yeah. So that was ERX. Then the weekend after, we all start figuring out each other's Snapchats, talking to each other and 
I was going up to CJ's cabin and, you know, it turns out they got invited too. It says blah, blah, blah. So we all get up there and we're hanging out and <laughs> have a couple not. beers on the boat, you know, and I haven't really said anything to Blumke yet. Like I know who he is. He knows who I am. We, know, might, have the, we might have the gas station we had, on the way up. Cause yeah. Marissa had Snapchat. You must have snapped. You knew Marissa at the time from, I don't know what it was from, whatever. Yeah. And she sends me a text. Be like, Hey, CJ feels bad for whatever happened. I'm like, I don't need like a pity party. I'm like, we are not those guys. Like, no. you know, I don't want to be like that. And she's like, oh, come up to the camera. I look at Trump. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. What the fuck we got to do? And I happened. To, I didn't really know you that well, but I, but I, I knew I was you the most. So we go up. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, are you happen to be in a newer Chevy pickup right now? Because I think I'm behind you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we pull over the gas station bullshit. But anyway, we're on the boat later on that weekend, shooting the shit and then, you know, drinking beer and it gets later on in the day. And then all of a sudden, Blumke, you fucking rolled me over, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it out at me. And we it was not it. like that. No, it, oh, it was 100% yeah. like that. It was 100% like that. We started arguing back This is all at my cabin at <laughs> 3 in the afternoon on the boat. Yeah, after like drinking noon, all day. Yeah. Yeah. It was not yeah. 3 in the afternoon. It was getting, I think the sun lie. was going down. I it was dark. Was no, it's, it's getting it was, late. No, yeah. It was noon. It was <laughs> noon. Yeah, well, it about two like, hours after that, I fell in the water <laughs> trying to get in the dock, so... <laughs> no, that, is that that same day? No, uh, yeah. this, was, this was three this was, years ago. Yeah, twenty twenty one. I think that was the weekend. I met you at Erex too. Yeah. Yeah, that we, was bad. You told Tricky Nikki your car sucked right in front of your face. <laughs> no, I said, <laughs> I said Dude, that. your car is like on poles. It's like. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, you made my vlog. What? I'm like, I do not remember anything from that night. You know, Saturday night ERX. I got none better to do than to forget my name right now. Fuck yeah. The ERX is the best for that. Better to the top. Better to the top. Oh, they're no. stacking. Getting the beer mid going. You so pretty much all we can say, we became friends at Erex, everyone. Uh, yeah. yeah for the I most met part, him going yeah. for a walk. I met Jared just out of the fucking pure point. Not a girl fight. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I was like, that's, that's funny. What I, I looked at him and <laughs> I'm like, I am not a part Clark of that. Well, don't, don't include <laughs> me in the chick fight. Use your press. Your press, Probably my press. Everyone comes to me to use I only used it once. Yeah. But the back of the trailer was second. Yeah. Because usually, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a guy that gets lucky. Like, oh, you rolled over or something stupid and like bare minimum. No, that car is wadded up seven ways this well, Sunday. Usually when you roll it over something. Pull the going, tabs yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of bad luck with that this year. So so bouncing it off of, so you three, Jakers has had better luck for the most part, other than Wheatland last year where you got the short end of the stick there, but with a brand new car. But um, between Chum and Jared and Matty V over here, have wrecked a lot of stuff. <laughs> so what what keep what keeps you coming back every year? Well, usually for me, I'll either suck Saturday or Sunday. Well, usually it's like Saturday I'll break or something stupid, and then I'm all mad. You know, you work on your car till three in the morning. Like, yeah. why am I doing this? Spending all this money, and then the next day, all of a sudden, you get a podium. Like, oh, this is fun as shit. I'm gonna keep doing this, and then it just uh, yeah. Granted, no. I mean, our first year we kind of our one expect all our goal was you know get a podium or whatever. That's big for us. We have no idea what we're doing. We're Brand new to this sport, never been in the sport, don't know anyone that races. So I got that one podium, and then the next year, Chum was really good. So pretty much a lot of it came down to probably our prep work because I mean, we work 60, 70 hours a week in summer. So it, our prep work probably isn't the best, is what it should be sometimes. Usually it's the following weekend before we can get into the car because usually we're out of town or, you know, you work till dark and the last thing you want to do at 8.30 at night is go work on your car for four hours and you got to be up by four or five in the morning. And, you know, it just, mm -hmm. I think of it as, you know, 
it's a hobby, but I take it seriously as a hobby. But, you know, I got to put work first, especially owning a family business. Like, it's kind of like, this is my money maker to do this. So I got to take this a little bit more priority to be able to do this. But yeah. like this year, honestly, most of our issues were just simple bad luck. It wasn't our prep work or anything. You know, it was a lot of broken welds or so I think that's what keeps us going now is that we finally found, you know, we found our confidence in our driving abilities. We know what our abilities are. Nine times out of 10, it's not our fault why we do anything. It's just kind of, you know, racing bad luck. So we've been a lot better at eliminating our mistakes into why we break and just turning it into just some bad luck, which everyone has. Mm -hmm. So competition that the, the racing, the racing yeah. person inside oh my God. Is, is basically what keeps which, you going. Yeah. Right. Like, but, you know, the funny part about this year is that I spotted for Jerry this year. He's like, I suck at bar curver and ERX. It's the only two tracks we podiumed at. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. so up. And at Bark River, he, he got an erect the first day. He's like, I'm done. I quit. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And then he looks on the sheet. I start second. All right. I'll race. Breaks right. <laughs> <laughs> power steer in the first lap. Ends the, up the taking second. Lap. You know, right when you cross that little arch, all of a sudden, you know, feeling good. Like, oh, gonna, I feel great right now. You know, cars, car was good yesterday. I just got taken out when I was in Fort, whatever. I'm like, car feels good. Get on the track over the arch. All of a sudden, my steering wheel locks up. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? My power steering just took a shit. And it's just some stupid little plug that gets loose. I'm on the radio, Jake. The one time, usually my radios don't work <laughs> where he can hear me. I'm like, dude, I got no power steering. He's like, well, do your best. So somehow we pulled off a second place. I mean, I fell back pretty hard in the beginning. And then he's like, you just got to send it. I'm like, whatever. I mean, that was. I mean, you've wrecked so much already. You might as well keep going. Right. right? Oh, my God. Well, dude, that's my exactly arms are, what I say. My <laughs> arms are so dead after that. It race. doesn't work but for you. But you don't stop wrecking. Yeah, it doesn't work <laughs> for you, Chuck. Me. He told me the white flag is out. I have never been so happy to hear them words in my life. Like yeah. my arms are felt like jello. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I cannot. Like the back stretch wasn't bad, but you know, Park River is kind of brutal when you get up towards the, you know, after you go over to flyway jump, you take that right. I mean, that over there is. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's choppy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're in a sportsman car, you really can't mess up because nine times out of 10, you'll roll because I mean, I got no power. Yeah. I mean, you're just lugging it around or whatever, you know, there's ruts and somehow we pulled what it off. What about you, chum? Well, it kind of brings me back to like your podcast last week with Tito and all them. When you guys were talking about um, after you can't change what happens on the racetrack. It is what it is. And you can't be a douchebag about it type thing, which I personally am not the greatest at that. When I, <laughs> when I crash or something, you hold a grudge. I, I, well, not with that. Oh, I'm just, with yourself or with just whatever, whatever happens. He's yeah. just yeah. got an attitude when mm -hmm. he comes back. I, I just, I'm wild. And yeah. Which, when it happens, it's the same thing that's happening every week, and you can vouch for it because I set my car by you, and it's nothing that we do wrong. I, unless it is what I'm doing wrong, I don't know. But <laughs> you're the driver. <laughs> I was going, there was one point. There was one point that I was just going in a straight line, and she was kaput. Yeah, you, you get, get your problem is, is you get in. way too worked up. Like when no, you drive no, calm, no. you are one of the best drivers on that track. Yeah, but you uh, had some fluke. J Jacob had some fluke shit happen to him this year. That was a really CV big Axel. pain in the ass. That's the yeah. actual. You know. Yeah, I mean, leading oh. Bark River and then the right rear. Mile. Yeah, and then the right rear comes off again right. after we just went through it and you know the replaced the car. whole right corner. Yeah, yeah me, we, me and Maddie V at yeah. midnight because yeah. he just changed my motor. Yeah, we're still going through it and make and that was a fluke thing. And so you had you had some fluke shit happen to you this year, which is, gets very frustrating. But oh, yeah, especially when it's something so you can control. Yeah, when all that happens, what's like the the ultimate thing that keeps you coming back? Like, well. 
Obviously, well, it's not the cheapest sport in the world. Knowing that you're competitive, probably. Is, is that what it is? Yeah. Is the competitive drive? Well, like knowing that you have the speed and the ability to, to win races and compete and in the right. at the top three within your class? Is that what keeps you coming back? Like, so on one of our last podcasts, we talk about, um, <clears throat> it was actually at the very end, which a lot of people probably didn't make it that far with Benji's podcast, is we talked about mindset in like years that, were more mentally challenging than physically challenging. Like your car wasn't that bad. You really didn't have any issues, but you just like mentally couldn't figure it out. Like you were just struggling. And they were talking about Keegan and Keegan said that. Um, and I, I don't, he didn't tell me, I don't know the exact words, but this is through word of mouth. And these guys telling us and telling the story a couple of times saying that he won the pro two championship and the Red Bull cup in one year. And when he got done with it, Sunday night at Crandon, he wasn't happy. And that's when he decided that he was going to quit trying to compete for championships. So do you think that if you say you have a good year and you competitively run in the top three, top five, like where you feel like you should be, do you think that you're no longer going to want to do it? Or do you think that the drive comes from somewhere else? Or just what brings you back? We're asking them the yeah, question. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. No, I'd, I'd still do it. Well, I guess the racing has, is about 30% of what it actually, what makes me do it. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't know CJ. I wouldn't know Tito. I wouldn't know any of you guys if I didn't race. Yeah. I mean, the friendships. Yeah, that, it's a family, man. Mm-hmm. It, oh yeah. It's, we, we have fun at the racetrack. I mean, all of our friends, our first year doing it and second year really, all of our friends came every weekend. Oh, we'd and show up with, what, 14 people? It'd be yeah. just stupid. But Two campers. <laughs> if we didn't have that to look forward to every week, what would we do? Would we all be still friends right now? I right. Mean, that's the way I look at 100%. it. hundred percent. So it's still my fun parents, at the end of the day, you know, no parents, matter what. Yeah. They look forward to it every week because it's yeah. everybody gets to spend time with each other. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, well, that's the thing me and Chum always have. Like, the second we yeah. lose the fun, I mean, if you could have a bad year, but the second it becomes not fun, it's like, well, then we take a step yeah. back and be like, what is this worth it then? You know I mean? Yeah. If you lose yeah. the fun, I mean, that's what brings every guy back. We do not make money doing this. I mean, it is such a loss. It's no. not even funny. Right. Yeah. But I mean, just like my dad always says, like, why in the hell do you do this? You're stressed out all year. You're always tired. I mean, it just, it's wearing on everyone. But still fun. But it's, oh my God. When you're at the yeah, racetrack, it's like everything that you doubted or whatever is just gone. Like yeah. this yeah. is, this is awesome. Like when you show up to the track Thursday, and you see all your friends, I swear your mind is clear. Mm. Just like blank. It's just like blank. Like you didn't, everything that you were stressing about at work or everything that like has been going on previous, it's just gone. Yeah. Just ready to have fun. And maybe maybe that's what it is. Like, what is it for you, Matt? Um, Last year, I mean, I only had experience for one year, but it was. And you had to take a a year. So to to break it down a little bit, obviously you went from having a year with tons of ups and downs, right? From winning races <laughs> to crashing out, to winning races, to crashing out, to getting on the podium, to getting on the podium, to crashing out, like <laughs> trying to find that consistent, like consistency. Third, yeah. third, third is okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. I don't have to crash yeah. to win. Um, finding that w- was, it was like, that was the struggle. Right. And then you won so many races and had so much speed and all the hype. And then the next year had to, take the year off. So that's something that doesn't happen very often. You know what I mean? One coming out with that, that success and wrecking that much shit in one year. And then the following year having, having to just 
cold turkey not right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was a lot going on um and it was definitely a roller coaster that year i would say what kept me going that whole year was that you know one of the two days i would win and that that was the highest high i've ever felt my entire life is being on top of the podium or even just crossing the finish line like that nothing has topped that so far in life period like that is the best thing you can do but the last weekend of the year fall crandon i rolled the first day being a meathead trying to make last lap passes that i couldn't make and um was up all night fixing my car you know like i was getting pretty good at doing throughout that season (laughs) but uh broke off some suspension parts that i couldn't completely fix for the next day but ended up getting the whole shot on saturday and led the whole first half of the race and i was like this is it you know checkers records this is my win day we're gonna get her done and i could tell i was messing up and I threw the mud tires on because you never know what the water truck's going to fucking do that day. You know, it could either yep. be a mud show. If it, even if it's beautiful and 80 degrees, you know, the water truck comes out and it's a mud fest. So oh, yeah. I'm definitely better if I can get out front right away and stay out front. You know, I, I throw the mud tires on sometimes to try to help that. But that day it was really dry. The mud tires were on and I could tell I was sliding around. was not, I was aiming for spots and missing them and blah, blah, blah. And I got passed, um, on the first lap right after the calm caution. So it's like, oh, shit, you know, I like, you know, I can still make a podium out of this. It's still gonna be a good day, but, um, was racing, racing, racing. And then the last lap, I, uh, was coming on the barn turn and just caught a rut that I, you know, took the same line I did all the laps before and went tumbling six, seven, eight times and rung my bell pretty good. Like lost my vision for a while, had to fight to stay conscious. And that was, that was a little freaky. Like didn't, <laughs> didn't like that too much. It's trying to be Johnny. Yeah, yeah. First time I ever uh, did something like that in my life. So that was part of it. Whereas that, that last weekend, you know, the car was junk. Um, and it was going to be a lot of money and a lot of time to fix it. And I was at a pivotal point in my life where I wanted to was working my day job at a performance shop that I really enjoyed for a long time, but it was kind of a pivotal point in my life where I kind of wanted to step away, do my own thing. Um, and there was just, and I was moving out at the same time from my parents' house. And I was just, it was too many things at once and something had to give. So, I mean, I, I still, I love racing more than anything in the world, but I could not do every single thing that I wanted to at the same time. And something had to give. And that was the last thing on the list. So I, I'm still, I'm still, and it's so freaking expensive if you don't have sponsors, like as a sportsman guy. And you can, it's, it's definitely possible to put the work in and get your own sponsors. Like I was able to get probably as a first year racer, 7,500 bucks worth of sponsors, just, just talking and really putting your yep. thought into it and going out there, putting asking the work, people, man. you know, putting ask all your buddies that own businesses, you know, Hey, what, what do you want for just a sticker? You know, say, say, you know, they'll say, well, how much do you want? I say, how big of a sticker do you want? And we can work out a deal that way, you know, whatever, yep, yeah. whatever it is. But that helped a ton. And also, but I was also breaking shit every week. I mean, I broke $7,500 worth of stuff that year, probably easy. You know? oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So it's uh, that when it came to that pivotal moment in my life where something had to give, it was the, the money pissing, even though it was the most fun thing, it was the money pissing had to go away for a season once I got. Which you didn't I, really leave you quit racing yeah i was still at every race you know i helped you out for two weekends i spotted for blemke all year we camped with them all year and stuff like that worked so on I their broken shit worked all on year. their broken shit in between definitely me more than probably yeah. others <laughs> saved me so Both I, of you I, I didn't me. leave i just took a break from racing yeah. you know which was and, and i still got some of the hype for sure but it's not the same you know yeah it's it, it was nice that you could actually party and not care how much i drank the night before you know <laughs> i had to be somewhat sober for blemke to spot it, in the morning nah, <laughs> 
<laughs> when, you're, when you're watching people on the track, you're just like, God, I wish yeah, I was out there. Yeah, there was definitely times, you know, I definitely, you see the realistic side of it. Like, yeah, that cost me a shit ton of money that I'm never going to get back. But, you know, I don't regret doing it at all. I mean, that was one of the, probably the best years of my life so far was that summer. I mean, just so racing. What, what do you think makes you want to put in the effort and drive to do it? It's just the most fun. I mean, it, it, uh, I can't remember who said it, but it's the most fun you can have with your pants on. Like, guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, could you imagine doing it with your pants off? Maybe it'd be more fun. Yeah. I think so. That crotch belt's extra close. Sometimes, sometimes you got a free ball. All right, all right. Just a cup. You could wear just a cup or like a jock strap. You need strap. something. But you know, go from there. He's got a couple of G-strings. Don't let him fool you. Literally. He's a banana, banana hammock kind of guy. Yeah. I, I, guaranteed. Blonde I, hair, blue eyes, banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> a I yellow bought, one. I bought my car as a bare chassis with you know all the parts and boxes and completely put it together myself. And then Rodney was having a test day one day. It would have been Lena twenty twenty one. And I was like, hey, can I take along, you know, just for whenever you guys are done, just go rip. And I remember getting out of the car for the first time after like, I, that was the first time I got air, you know, it was the two weeks before I did my first race it was the first time I was ever airborne. You've never done a junk, no. jumping jack in your life? <laughs> in a vehicle, bro. <laughs> Matt is and not athletic I in that I just remember, I remember. <laughs> When, wow. your, when your jeans are cut off your circulation, dude, you can't jump very high. They're flex. They're Here flex. It comes. It's coming. Just Me and Jared got to wrestle after this, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's always a pissing match. Yeah. Me and Jared. But. It went from, I mean, when I got out of that car after my first practice lap by myself, I was shaking. Like, I, I was so fucking excited at, at how much fun it was. And I was just by myself putzing around at Lena, you know? Yeah. And just, I never lost that feeling of that day. I was like, this is the most fun you can have with your fucking pants on. Yeah. It's just, I haven't, it hasn't gone away. And then you throw 20 other people on the track with you. It definitely gets more scary. You know, there's a lot more going on, but it's still the most, you know, when you're out front, you got clean air. That's the, it doesn't get better. Well, if that. you lose a nerve yeah. before a race, you might as well not even race anymore. Yeah. The right. second you don't get like all jittery and Anxious nervous and to some extent you know, anyway, yeah. right? You run, you, you run through what every turn, you know, your first two turns are going through in your mind a million times. And once that green flag drops, you lost everything that Blank. you told yourself you're going to yeah. Like yeah. 100% but like, what um, about you, Jake? So to give you guys like a little bit of a background. So Jake and his family started off as we just called them super fans him and his dad and his aunt and some of their buddies whatever they would bring coolers trav trav <laughs> oh my god and they would bring coolers and chairs and they'd set them outside of our awning and they'd just sit there all night and they'd drink and they'd bullshit with the guys and they'd just watch and they were super respectful didn't bother the guys nothing and then throughout it all, all of a sudden we, we built this friendship, right? Like that's, that's what, what everyone's learning so much about short courses is, is what a big family it is. Right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden now we're friends with these guys. Well now Jake wasn't, I was like seven when we started hanging out with them. Yeah. And probably like 12 when you started actually like 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah. Started like helping and they started um, we brought them in and they started helping on the weekends. They would start like scraping panels and, and just hanging out mm -hmm. and they're welcome inside the trailer and, and under the awning and so on and so forth. And, and next thing you know, we had a house up or a cabin up in Crivets and they own a company uh, building custom homes up in Crivets and um, we all became really good friends. And now to, to fast forward, I don't know, eight years. Yeah. Eight years, probably. Um, he's Devin's main man. I mean, he's Devin. Devin preps my pro four. And the only other guy that really puts hand up, hands on it every weekend is Jake. Mm -hmm. And not only that, he's part of our race driven program um, through Brian and race driven running an RS1. He ran 
Yamahas before that through the UTV program. Um, they were under our awning there. That's kind of how it started out is, is when our UTV team, our program was a little bit bigger and we had more drivers underneath it. It had its own complete awning, its own team, its own everything, right? And Jake and his dad and Mike and Trav and um, all them were part of it. And then uh, it escalated to Mike breaking his back in a UTV <laughs> at Shauna when we did our first, <laughs> first side-by-side sports. One. When we were doing That's the right. side-by-side sports at Shauna, right? That. that was our first race. It was at Shauna. Um the the fifty fifty race on the pavement in the dirt mm-hmm. yeah but and it was before like it was a, we were test day with Gray because Gray was part of your team then yeah and we just bought Gray the, was just getting in yeah we just bought the car from Brad, Brad. Which it was is, a trail car yep John crew chief and I drove first and he's like all right now I'm gonna show you how to drive <laughs> and we come around <laughs> famous around the asphalt on the asphalt he's like all right one more lap I'm really gonna lay her down well. We endoed like four times, started on fire. He broke his back. Jake bit his tongue. Yeah. Like all of a sudden someone comes running up and they're like, I, I have the video of it actually, of his car still. <laughs> no shit. On my phone. Yeah. I'll have to bring it up afterwards. But yeah. Um, like all of a sudden they're like, we need a fire extinguisher. Like da da da. I'm like, what, what is going on? Like we're loading up Gray's car. Um, that's right when she came into the program. She was real young at the time. And uh, was just getting into it. And they're like, Mike crashed. I'm like, what? And then we get there and Mike's like moving around and and Jake's fucking laying on the ground and everyone's <laughs> laying on the ground. And we're like, what the fuck happened yeah. here? And I'm like, did you guys like endo? Yeah, we stuffed the front bad. Just wearing moto helmets, no window nets. Moto nothing. helmets. That's was, that was legal back then too, wasn't it? It wasn't. It, it was just no, on we practice just, day. Yeah, we were, it, was it was before just, side was by side sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was before side by side side by side sports was a thing. Before that race weekend was a thing. We just started working on the track and we were using it like to bring people out there and test. And they wanted to just come and hang out and burn around and whatever. And this is a trail car. It was a 2018 was Sport Shift Yamaha, an orange and black one relatively stock suspension, if not stock with a door slammer cage. So Brad, obviously being the fabricator, he is built a cage for it. So it had a, a greaves built cage, chromoly, whatever, but it was just a top cage. That's it. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it didn't have door bars. It wasn't a race car. It wasn't yeah, nothing. Right. Yep. And Jake's in the passenger seat. And next thing you know, they endo it. And the thing throttle body comes off, breaks the fuel line off, starts on fire. Jake, bleeding out of his mouth because he bit his tongue. <laughs> Mike's like moving around like super uncomfortable. He ends up driving back and it has a broken back. Jesus. So he's a he's in a turtle shell. And then at Went that point- Went to work two days after that. Yeah. <laughs> and from that point forward, Mike said, I'm not going to be a racer. And Jake started trail riding it then. Mike would go with, but Jake would drive. And they, we fixed it. We fixed it for him. And they trail rode for what, a year? Maybe a year and a half? And then we converted it into a race car. And then Jake became part of the, the race program at the same time as, as well, as important as it was for him to get out on the track and race, there were obligations that they were going to help throughout the UTV program. And then one thing led to another over the last however many years that now Jake's been, Jake and Mike and Trav and, and their, their whole family and crew have been more than family to us and a really big part of our, of our race program. And, and I don't think Devin as well as anybody else would want to replace him or, or anything else. So not only, uh, being a big part of my pro four program and then anything else he can do runs the side by side on the side. So 
Yeah, that's funny you say, Mike, you know, and he, he just knew right away he's never going to drive one ever again. I, <clears throat> and this might be news to you guys, I'm... I, I'm not sure how I'm going to handle getting into side by side again after that rollover. Like, I, I'm not saying, I, I'm just saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I hear a lot. It puts the fear God in Well, yeah, yeah it's just, I, I, there's a, a, an instance I might hate it and I'm not going to be, you know, whatever, too scared to even go fast again or blah, 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 or maybe. Might be not. Ricky Bobby, like, yeah, is that I the know. other car? Well, he's he's just doesn't think so. I know, I might be totally fine, like, nothing ever happened. I don't know. But that thought's been in my head over it since I've had a year to think about it. Like, how, what's it going to be the next time I'm getting a UTV and well, really you, send it? Once you take that green flag, all your doubts and everything, especially yeah. knowing you, that's going to go away. Your competitive edge is more than your fear. Some I people, think so. I guess I didn't make Mo- it easy. Most of the people are that way. But there are a lot of people that that one incident sticks in their head. I'll yeah. tell you straight up. So I didn't crash. I went five years or six years with never rolling a pro four. And then I rolled at ERX all on my own. It caught a hole. I've watched the video a hundred times. It caught the hole and I steered out of it and it caught the hole so hard. My whole truck was off the ground. So I couldn't save it. There's no possible way to save it. Mm-hmm. I was fully turned in whatever for a year and a half after that. I was scared to throw it in. Like I didn't, I didn't drive well. Like yeah. I, I drove, I was able to do what I needed to do, but it wasn't like I had to adapt to my mindset of like being scared of Not to throw it, it in, in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it took a long time to get that confidence back. So, and that's somebody that's been racing for probably 10 years mm-hmm. professionally at that time. Right. And I still feel the same way. Frick, so. yeah. And I'm just more unsure how I'm going to handle And I'm aware that I'm unsure. I'm not saying it's going to go one way or the other. Yeah, no, but there's definitely, yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, there's be like, well, did I ring my bell too hard? And I'm not going to be as good as a driver as I was before. Or what the hell happens? Even, mm-hmm. even on the first lap of practice per se, you know, not even racing. I think if I, you know, do the three laps of practice on third lap, I'm singing it, then it'll be just fine. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just I'm, get that confidence back. Exa- That's all it is. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think it's even going to be, you know, because even like Crandon, like I've taken that corner, you know, I only raced for one year, you know, if CJ's taken that corner 300, 400, 500 times, I've only taken it 10 times and never would I ever thought that would have happened at that corner. Right. You know, I was you, never worried about it. Never thought of it. You know, well, you didn't do anything. I was right behind you. That she, yeah, that was kind of the reason well, I won the championship that year. That <laughs> was me wrecking my shit. Well, I got that one point for that position and yeah. beat him by a point. Yeah. But yeah, you really didn't do nothing. You hit the same line every time. Yeah. It was just the cushion kept moving or whatever it was, a hole developed there well, that that's wasn't the, there. That's the hard thing racing. about a sportsman car, especially, you know, you're, especially on turn one, you're working them cars hard. You know, Frick, if it catches yeah. any little bit of rut and you put on the bike, there's no saving it. Yeah. yeah. And you're already going, yeah, you're hauling ass. There's nowhere to go. Right. That, you're, car, you're, that <laughs> car is maxed out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these cars are not supposed to do what we're doing. Yeah. Well, right. And, and that's that was, why they fall apart. And that was part of is my car. I, I broke off. I had a, you know, an aftermarket sway bar on the back that w- made the car act way differently than the stock sway bar. I, I broke off that big sway bar that was welded on there and I had to put my you know stock one back on because that's all I had. I couldn't make the repairs that night to, to fix it. And, and the car just handled, too. yeah, the car handled so much differently just by how it reacted, you know, and I was, I could tell it right away and I was just riding the line the whole time, you know, where is it? Just like I remember Jared broke his sway bar one time. Yeah. And he like, must be bitch. looking at the freaking sky the whole time. I broke something because yeah. he's like, how do you know? I am three wheeling this like a yeah. mod around this track. <laughs> yeah. I am not, I am, this is not going to be the well. The fender's digging into the tire and the right <laughs> rear and he's coming around the cut across corner. Well, it's yeah. better than, well, for, I think for a whole season I ran that, what, that 
um, Ibach upside mm. down. Yeah, and it worked. I podiumed three times with that. Thing. I mean, it doesn't yeah. really make. Yeah, it no, but they're like it's the upside down. I'm like, like I walked over there, working. like it's upside down. Yeah, <laughs> but it's been working. Yeah, no, and it's just what you're used to too. Right. You know, I was well, used to that used other to sway bar all season. You know, and I had broke it off, and it was a radically different car. You know, but whatever I had going for well, me. Well, even that you got in your mind, like, oh, this car is going to react different. It might not be as big a yeah. difference as you think, but it's in your head that. Yeah, I have something different now. Yeah, do I that's trust part it? of it? Yeah, you know what I mean. And that wasn't really me because I didn't really race with it before, and I just immediately knew. Like even I got the whole shot, I had clean air, and I went on that car. I was like, "This is not the same." Like right. <laughs> it was, just, it was not difference. confidence inspiring. Would not react like I wanted it to. I was just it was he's just different than what I was used to. The question. So <laughs> huh? I said he's going to leave before he has to answer the question. What's the question? Well, we never actually got to his answer. Of what? I forget what, what question keeps him at. going. Oh, oh, definitely seen me. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty simple. Oh my god, it's pretty simple. You see Jared walk yourself. up, and you're like, "Yep, that's why I'm going." That's, I just want to hey, be like that I guy. I'm like free maybe your girlfriend, but not you. Oh come on, <laughs> you assholes! It, it was kind of funny. I just realized, you know, Jacob's uh, Jake is Jared's spotter this last year, and I was Blumke's spotter. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I never even put that together. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first lap at Anagol practice. You know, I haven't been in the car for nine months take the first corner what the fuck are you doing i'm like it's the first corner what do you want me to just pound it get on the guy you just i mean he really he, pushed, he yelled at me a lot well, yeah. he gets worked up too at anigo <laughs> at the same track anigo this year i was i went from i started last in anigo this year close to the back and i came up to fourth or fifth and i'm like i i, I got another one in me or another two and I'm not saying names and it's what's not his fault at all. I mean, he lost his brakes, but he came in there and you could, he's on his radio and he's holding the button. No, 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 no. Oh, just like that. We're out. I'm like, <laughs> he's, I he's just getting now. worked up on it and yeah. he just keeps yelling. And I'm like, well, it'd be nice if you just stop yelling in my ear now. <laughs> I mean, I'm upside down. When Jake yells, so he's like, what in the fuck are you doing on that track? I'm like, dude, we're in pro-am. Some days I might be <laughs> act like a pro, and other days I'm going to act like an amateur. That's just what part of this class yeah. is. Corey You're- was the same way, too. He always, he's... Get the fuck after it, Herb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cody would always yell, what the fuck? You get after it, Herbie. I'm like, holy God, buddy. And that's funny you said, because I tried to, I knew you got, you just, you get worked up as a person when you're in the car. So yeah. I tried to keep you calm, but, but that's, you do a good job that, at that's funny though. And sometimes even, anyways, yeah. even I get worked up sometimes, you know, when, when yeah. shit happens. The competitive just, edge gets, yeah. kicks in a little bit. Which it's funny that you said, because I'm not really that competitive of a person, I feel like generally. <laughs> No, I'm talking playing. I mean, CJ is competitive in whatever the fuck he does. Pool, darts, fucking surfing. It's Beer everything. Pong, everything yeah. yeah, everything. You know, there's some shit that. where I say, I'm not that good, dude. I'm going to sit back. Well, yeah, and watch if I'm not good at show. it, that's well, what I'm going to say. Yeah, but still, usually <laughs> you, you try to figure out a way to be better. I, I feel like I, you know, like, I give you, up. You don't put easier, in that you know? if, you can't, if you can't win the show, you got to be the show. Right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So b- before we move on to the next question, we got to go back to Jake and with everything you do and how long you've been in the industry, because you've been in the industry longer than majority of these people, majority than a lot of people, um, within like helping on the race team and being a part of KOH and you've literally been a part of probably every event we've done, whether it's short course, King of the Hammers, side-by-side sports, you've been there. So what keeps you wanting to go and like wanting to race or anything at all, honestly? I mean, yeah, my situation's different, but every time I'm at the track, I learn something new. That's why I love to do it. And driving, obviously, is fun, but I think I have more fun helping with Dev and learning 
something new every every race weekend and he lets me do more and more as I go but just I don't know I think my will to learn and will to be better every time I do something is why I keep doing it yeah you think like regardless racing or not would you be there yeah for sure it's part of my life now yeah. it's either working it's or a racing. lifestyle right yeah I mean and that's something I tell people all the time is like short course just isn't racing it's a lifestyle mm -hmm. it, it, it once you get in it and you're involved within the industry it you're in man like it, it, it takes over your life and it becomes um part of your life it doesn't necessarily become like a job or you don't look at it that way you look at it as like a home away the, from home yeah like in yeah. in how many times do you look forward to seeing the people at the track it's like you get to see your friends at the track more than anything, mm. right? Like that, that's, that's some of the most fun, like half the time, even on a bad day. And like you said before, when we, we talked about in the other podcasts, um, keeping a mellow, like a, a good, clean mindset when you get out of a, the, yeah. a bad race, right. And keeping a really good attitude because everybody there is there to help you. Um, that goes along with it. Like you can have a bad day, Right. And fucking chum comes walking up and you just got to smile. <laughs> it doesn't matter like what happened that day. Yeah. If one of the boys comes walking up, right? Like first you're like, all right, what are what you going to say? What do, you, what, yeah. what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? If it's on Friday or Saturday, it's what do you need? <laughs> and if it's on Sunday, it's like, all right, what do you have to say? And then or what it, are you dropping off? Yeah. Off or what, what are you hey, dropping off? Hey, bro. Hey, bro. How busy are <laughs> are you in the yeah. next couple of days? Yeah, that's absolutely it. But no matter what, like it's people that like, like you said, you guys work being, uh, and, and along with a good part, a majority of the sportsman guys working 67, 70 hours a week. So it isn't like a lot of us hang out during the summer, hanging out during the summer is, is going the race, to the race, the right? Track, yep. yeah. Like, and it's, it's, it's four days of fun and, right. and it's an emotional roller coaster of mm. fun. But you get to like grow with the with your friends, guys, girls, whatever it may oh, yeah. be. Um, I, I think the girl sitting behind us can probably say the same thing. Probably made more friends there than they've probably ever expected that was going to happen. And then here we are years down the road and you end up hanging out with them. Like All when the you get free time right. and, and any time you're together, it's like the same family. Yeah. And you, see, you get to see friends that like, you know, they all, we're lucky enough that we all know each other. We live pretty close to each other, but we meet friends from all over the country, really. You know, yeah. And that's the only time you see them. And, you know, it's funny that, you know, me, Jared and Chum probably live 20 minutes from each other, but I don't know if I ever would have met them, you know, if it wasn't for the racetrack that we were right. four hours away. In Iraq, <laughs> right. you know, and we ended up living 20 minutes apart from each other, but right. that's kind of people that thing, how that works. And the people that don't get the race are like, why in the hell do you guys even do this? Like yeah. I got, it's like some of my coworkers like, hey, keep it why, down do back you do, why do you do this to yourselves? Yeah. But it's like, once you're in, it's like, it's, an, addiction. You're in, you're it's an addiction. It's the best. It's, addiction. it's literally yeah. an addiction. Yeah. yeah. Like racing's an addiction. 90% of the people I hang out with are from the racetrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what Frick I mean? Yeah. One way or the other. Yeah. And working on them or <laughs> racing them or whatever else. Right. You see I, that down there? <laughs> and like you said, it is a family thing there. I raced. Well, bitch, Luxembourg. keep it down. What? I'm not yelling. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time you said anything in like an hour. I just could have butt in. <laughs> but, I won't say nothing then. No, it's kaput. Let the man talk. But um, like racing at Luxembourg, I got to do it once. And racing there, it's not the same as what it is at an off-road track. Everybody's kind of got an attitude towards you when you go up to talk to them. Like you just want to. 
talk shoot to them. the shit. Yeah. But they're all standoffish kind of yeah, like, yeah. And I'll like, get the fuck away from you type deal. I'm like, on our sport, do you need anything? You'd ask somebody nine and then half times out of 10, they're going to let you, they're going to let you take it. That's right. really Figure interesting to hear. It, it don't yeah. matter if you're best friends with them or barely talk to them. Yeah. You need something, whatever is mine is yours. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the way it is. Yeah. I and wonder why you take your car, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'll, I'll second that. Yeah. Um, when I ran with Kyle Bush's team, um, and Toyota was really pushing me to go NASCAR, we went to a track and this, this had a huge, um, eye opener for you kind of, not sorta. really eye opener, but, it definitely had a huge part of my decision. Oh, we went to the track and you basically pit out the back of your semi. Right. And you're not, there, there's lines painted on the ground and you stay within your line. So two feet next to you, the line ends and there's another car and then two feet o- or there's a you're line and then there's up. two feet and then yeah. there's another car. You do not talk to the people next to you. You don't talk to their crew. You don't talk to the driver. You don't talk to the team. Nothing. That's you just so don't talk weird. to them. And I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, dang, we're a case in <laughs> that a boy. Um, I remember sitting there. We got more in the fridge. There's a bag. Um, I remember sitting there thinking to myself, like, you know, that's shitty. It's really shitty. That that's that's not racing. And I think and I could be a hundred percent wrong. This could have absolutely nothing to do with it. But I think when you get to that level, and it's not even a level of, in my opinion, professional professionalism it's a, a level in money spent when you get to that level where you're spending stupid amount of money and drivers are paying to be on teams right x amount of dollars i think the the camaraderie the friendship the good times all ends hmm. because it's just not it's just different like well, we we all go there to work hard and do our thing right and the racing's just a part of it. We go there to, to hang out with our friends with Society Racing. We're there for like 72 uh, hours and we're serious for like three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Pushing the limits there. Like we go over and have the <laughs> most random conversations in right. the middle of the day. And, and not saying nobody cares, right? And we're just going yeah. there to half-ass anything. No. no, no but no. you zone in and out. And there's, there's a time and place where you're serious and there's time and place where you're right. not. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder why he brings up Luxembourg, though. It's still the same way. Because the money-wise, I mean, we on a short course price well, more money than... It yeah. d- depends oh, on what class. You know, it well, obviously I mean, depends well, on what class. Money, that had a huge, the, yeah. huge effect, in my opinion, yeah. there. And I could see why, like, like it's different. Like, when you join short course, it was probably like an eye-opener, like, holy man. This is like one family, right? And everybody's so nice, and everybody wants to hang out. It's just so different. I wonder if it's a well, setup thing. It's, well, especially it's, for us, too. I mean, we were guys that knew absolutely nobody coming into the sport. I mean, we we're the first year. I mean, we were the party guys. We partied till three, four in the morning, and then everyone would come over and be like, what the fuck are these guys? Doing? No, <laughs> no idea who the hell we were. But, I mean, it's definitely the people that you meet that, you know, you don't go to most places and you have fun with them. And then all of a sudden they, you know, kind of help you out in a way. Like everyone wants everybody to do good. Otherwise, why are we here? Yeah. You don't want to be the guy that wins every race. And oh my God, this is like, like, if you win every race, it's not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't care who I grant. I've never won a race. <laughs> <laughs> not that guy. So how do you know? <laughs> never winner. <laughs> I, I've got second a couple times. So that's a win. I, by a couple. And you're two. That, that's twice. <laughs> what do I mean? But it's, you know, most sports don't want to, don't give up their little tricks to other people to make them better as a racer to make your competition better. I wonder if so is the, I've only been to one circle track race once I went with CJ 
And I mean, we saw you guys with her on top of the trailer and whatever at Luxembourg one night. And that was probably two or three years ago now. Oh, the Eric Van Eighten show, probably. Yep. Yeah. And I, and CJ's driven one before. So I asked him, I was like, you know, I don't, can't remember the question exactly I asked you, but it came out to the end of the conversation where in circle track dirt racing, anyways, it's almost like 80% set up, 20% driver. Like you could put the best driver in the entire world, but if it's a, you know, it's a, a car that's not even shitty, but just not, it's off what the other guys are doing, they're never going to win, you know, no matter right. what. And I wonder if short course is more, not saying 80% driver, 20% uh, car, but, but, but more flipped the other way yeah, around where it, it takes more, there's jumps, you know, we're going airborne and these guys aren't, well, and no there's, there's so much a different dynamic to short course racing versus circle track racing where I wonder if that's why, you know, sometimes to keep the doors closed, you know, in the pits like that, because they're so worried about keeping the setup secrets yeah. secret right. that they don't want to talk to everybody, you well, know, even drinking, you know, so it's, it's ironic. You say that yeah. yesterday, um, if you don't know, our shop is on the same street as Jarevitz Motorsports. Sure. So they're a rage dealer for dirt mods. They own the house car for Johnny Whitman. Um, Ryan does, is the other half owner of Jarevitz Motorsports, does shocks for dirt mods, late models, stock cars, um, people all around the country that are very successful racers. And we're going to have them on here um, in the next couple of weeks, but... <laughs> We had this this talk. It was Ryan, myself, and and Sean Jarevitz. He's Jarevitz Motorsports. He raced, I don't even know how many years, tons and tons and tons and tons of years. And uh, I was telling him about having Benji on here and some of the stories. And and Sean's like, "Well, I need to figure out how to listen to this. This sounds like it's good, and I want I need to listen to this." And throughout it all, we started talking about just racing and how it's changed over the years. And he he's gotta be late 40s early 50s probably and raced for what 20 30 plus years had to been by now Mm. 30 plus years and uh he said like if it was racing like 2005 2006 he'd still be doing it he said it changed when setup became more important he said they used to sit around him eddie munster benji johnny whitman um Joski, you name it every night and drink around the fire every night. They're like, yeah, it, when you, if you made it out of Luxembourg alive, if, if you made it before they shut the lights off. Yeah. yeah. You were <laughs> dude, like, like that's what it was all about. And he's like, and then all of a sudden one guy started covering up. He's like, and we never, we left the bodies off. He's like, we all ran back then. We all ran the same chassis. He's like, yeah. like one chassis brand dominated it all. We all ran the same chassis. We'd leave the tires off, the body off. We didn't give a shit. There was a couple holes there. We all ran the same shit. He's like, and then one, one guy started covering his, his tires or like started covering the back of his car. And next thing you know, when they had the tire off, they're covering the, the left rear, the right rear. So you can't see where the link bars are. He said, when that started happening, the fun went away. And he's like six, seven years down the road. He's like, I quit. It has, and, and it must and, have got worse and worse and worse. It, since. it is. Yeah. It's bad yeah. now. It's yeah. bad well, it now. It came to a point where it's like, no one wants to help anyone. You're on your own. It became yeah. a job to yeah. be competitive into it. Well, you got to spend so much money. Doing it wasn't it. even the, the setup part or people covering their shit. It was the fact that it got so out of hand that nobody wanted to sit around and drink and bullshit afterwards. He's like, dude, the top 10 in the class would sit around and bullshit. And right. nobody gave a shit. It was, it was breaking. It was breaking right. It was not- fun. It was having fun. It was fucking dicking off doing your thing. Like, and at the end of the night, it was like, 
we're going to have some drinks around here and we're going to bullshit, right? Yeah. And I feel like we got one of the only sports that still does that. Oh, 100%. And regardless whether it's within your own class, that's a little bit different, but within the the series itself, it happens every night. It doesn't matter where it is. You can walk up to any campfire and find a racer and bullshit with them and, and have a good time, right? And they said that's what's changed um, like dirt track racing is when it became so serious that you had to start covering shit up and then people didn't start hanging out at night together or like hanging out after the races. He's like, it became not fun and I quit. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I think maybe even to solidify my idea, you know, the cars get passed around so much, you know, a, a pro team will build a car and then sell it. And maybe a sportsman guy comes and buys it. That car does not perform nearly as well without the same driver in it, you know, yeah. sometimes. And I think yeah. that would maybe prove my theory that it's, it's a lot more about the driver in a short course off-road racing with the jumps and the track conditions and everything else than yeah. maybe it is in the sh- in the circle track world where having a good car is very Important, essential right. and having yeah. a, having well, a good setup. Well, the biggest thing in short yeah. cars is what you guys have always been preaching to us is momentum. We don't have high-powered cars. Yeah. Like, keep There's your momentum. Momentum. Keep smart lines. And maintenance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And Make sure the car don't break and <laughs> take smart lines. And, like, I remember that when we did that practice day by you guys when you had that course, he's like, okay, everyone take the, we'll let you guys do what you think you should do everyone hugged the bottom be like every single one of you guys did this wrong you know, <laughs> we were just so we were, we were so narrow-minded and like yeah well the bottom's gotta be the fastest also we're setting up like 10 cars out and then diving down i mean i lena is one of my favorite tracks just because of that day and they taught me every, so much shit. every fast line of what you should do granted you're not allowed you know sometimes when you're racing you're not able can't to just take, do the whole track you, like, know? you can't yeah, take yeah. that like set up wide and dive bomb or whatever but like you know, around that sweeper, like I would not take it as good as I do now if it wasn't for that. And, you know, someone just nice. someone telling you that. And I try to tell people that like, oh, I do this. It's like, well, I did this just to, you know, yeah. help them out. Like, yeah, granted, I'm not you no know, professional racer, but, you know, there's some of the things that I've been told and learned that I take seriously. It's like, well, I'll help you do it. Cause yeah. It's only going to make every nobody wants to watch a single file race. Everyone wants to see four cars battling for the for, lead or yeah, just some crazy three, four shit. Wide, yeah. You know, in a race, it. No one wants to not be battling. It's boring. Yeah. You just drive him by yourself. If we wanted to watch that, we'd watch NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, right. When no, no, about I turn up. on NASCAR when there's like 20 laps. That's, exactly. then that's then literally what Benji said. Benji's like 10 to go. You start the race, you make like 20 laps, and then you fall asleep, and you hope you wake up with like eight to go. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yep. you know it's guaranteed you know it's there's going to be, be a crash, because some yeah. guy's just going to wad it up into the just wall or something stupid. Yeah. It's kind of similar to Supercross, too. I feel like you could put a... A, a good guy in a crappy bike and, and he's still going to do Look good. at Ken Roxton. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but... Don't give but, it a kickstart, Kenny. Come yeah, on. I know, but you think, you think his bike thing. has the technology and the guys no. behind it that Factory KTM does? No. No, it doesn't, but he could probably put him on any bike. You could probably take him on any factory bike that day and at the same track and he's probably going to run relatively close to the same lap times, Mm -hmm. right? You set up the bars, you set up the levers, whatever, to what he likes. He's probably going to be relatively close to the same speed on every bike because it's a rider. And um, Ryan and and Sean and I said the same thing, being that they're the house car of of Johnny Whitman. When we were talking about it, we're like, you think you could take Johnny Whitman and put him in a 10th place car and he would do good? They're like, those days are gone. That's crazy. Those days are gone. Yeah. It's so advanced. There's so much setup in it and not saying that the sport doesn't evolve, right? 
Cause it does. Yeah. I mean, even, even in short course, not saying there's tips or tricks that we definitely all know that help us, you know, that definitely right. makes a difference. But even, even in short course, they, uh, people aren't quite as open. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing that I, I've always been true to, and I, I try to continue to stay true to is if someone asks me a question, I'm going to order it. I'm going to answer it straight up mm-hmm. because I want to beat them at their best that day. I don't right. want to be, I want to be the best motherfucker there that day. No matter what it is. No matter cars, what. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to be able to strap them in my truck, my UTV, whatever, and go out there and fucking beat them. Mm-hmm. I want to be the best person there. I don't just want to win the race because I told them the wrong setup or, um, they don't have the setup I have. No, yeah. if someone comes over, I'm not going to go around and post everything like, Oh, this is what you got to do to be fast. But, exactly. Right. But yeah. if someone comes up to me and says, Hey, um, I'm what, struggling what, with this. Yeah. What can I do? I mean, the Mark courts are, are great at it and I'm hundred percent open with them all the time. And I, I'm glad they're in the industry and I'm glad to help them every time Dylan comes over all the time and he'll be like, my car's doing this. What can I do to help it? And I'll, I'll give them two or three options. Be like, mm-hmm. you can change this, you can do this, or you can do this. And they will all have a similar effect. But then I leave it up to them to decide what they want to do. I'm never going to be the one that yeah. says, change this sp- specific thing. And then after the race, they come over and said, you said to change that. And yeah. I crashed. Because it still depends on what, uh, even on a driver, you know, and that the yeah. same setup ain't going to make yeah. a thing. But well, that's the hardest thing for like me and Chum is we have no idea how to set up a car. You know, like we'll take any advice given to us because yeah. I mean, we'd be running the same whatever <laughs> suspensions in it. I mean, that's the thing people got to really get used to is just ask for help. Yeah, you know I mean, ask like, for help. Everybody there will do it. I mean, I mean help most you. sportsmen, people are like, this sport is cool. I got a little bit of screw off money. Let's go do this car. Yeah. You know, but if you don't ask questions, you're never going to progress or learn. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because like suspension setups, we always ask you. Just for, you know, any advice, like, I don't know if the car should feel like this or like this. Like, we don't have enough experience or right. knowledge of the sport to, like, I wouldn't trust myself setting up my own car sure. in a way yeah. of, like, over-exaggerate. Like, I don't know what would help in certain situations. And But if you don't ask some questions, you're never, never going to know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And sometimes you need to try shit to decide, like, if yeah. that's something you like or you don't like, right? It comes down to... and. And this is a big thing to me, and I love the kid to death, Johnny Holcher. Yeah, in his crew, he's always told me, and and maybe he's gonna get mad at me for saying this. I don't know, but uh, it is what it is at this point. But saying that, him and some of his crew guys, and I don't know which ones, and, and it really isn't any of my business. But he'll come off the track and he'll say, "I want this change," and they'll say, "Well." it looked like this and then be opposite things and then them change what it looked like because they don't trust his word. Well, it ain't up to you. He's the driver. He's the driver. The only way he's going to learn and he's going to better the team is if you trust him. Right? So even if he's wrong, there's going to be days we're all going to be wrong. There's going to be no matter what. Nobody's perfect. And, and it's all your fucking ass in the seat. If days that like, you felt something, you thought that's what you felt. And you're like, you ask advice or you have it or, or you have knowledge behind it or someone on your crew has knowledge. And you're like, this is what I felt. What should we make a change for? And you make a change based off what you thought. And then if you go out and run the next day and it's not better or the next practice or whatever, now you can add that to the memory bank. Exactly. Right? Then you'll know you'll one know. way or the other. You'll yeah, know if it's better or but worse. But then when you go there and you want this change and they change something else, now you don't even know. No. Now you're now you're fucked. Clueless. Because yeah. now you're like, well, what did they change? Was it what I said or was it opposite? Are they changing this? Are they changing that? And now you don't actually know what 
what change is going to do what? Because you felt this and they changed it the opposite way because they saw this. Yeah. And next, now we're in a fucking shooting a, a fucking bouncy ball in a box. Yep. And it's just <laughs> right. fucking done. <laughs> done, right? Like that. that's what your yeah, mind's you doing. That's what you're yeah. wrinkle your setup sheet up. Fucking throw it in the garbage and start over. You're more confused than what you started with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it, it's not going to work. So it takes so much of the driver and the driver just being able to don't mind anyone else. Like we've gotten to the point and within my crew, my team. Um, oh, geez, right. you. Gosh, the girls are hammered. That's in the embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, to the point where. I can rely on my crew guys, right? I can look at Devin. I can look at my dad and I can say, I felt this. Is that what it looked like? Right. Yeah. Or my dad will be like, Hey, the truck looked like it was doing this out there. And then I could sit down and, and be like, yeah, I could, I could see that. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. And then we can make a change. Right. But it takes so long to get to that point. Yeah. And it takes somebody that's had their ass in the dri in the driver's seat. Like Devin, look, no one, probably 90% of the world doesn't know, but Devin, we've strapped Devin in my pro two years ago and let him run a whole practice day at a, a, a open like Lucas oil, like sportsman or Arizona, whatever it was back then. Um, it wasn't the pro day, but they had a, like some little series. I forgot what it was called, but, um, that they did. Was it like a gas that. of today? It was like the gas of today. Yep, exactly. And gas used to be called something else before that. Um, and we strapped Devin in the truck and then Devin obviously co-rides with me in KOH so we can have conversations about what we feel. Right. So then when you go to the track and he's not strapped in, he can relate still. He's driven one. He straps in the seat with me. He, he understands my mindset and where I think and, and get the feel from. Right. And then obviously my dad's been a shock guru forever. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, I think in the first couple of years we did 90 to 95% of all the sportsmen out there or I shouldn't say sportsmen, UTVs out there, yeah. um, within champ off road. And then even we, we rebuild shocks for everyone. When Chad Horde was in it, we did all his suspension. Like we're willing to take, do what it takes to help you be the most comfortable you can within reason. Right. Mm -hmm. We got our own race team to run and, and everything else too. But if you come to me and, and you know what you need, it makes it a lot easier and I'm going to trust what you say and I'm going to do what you want. And then it's up to you to figure out whether you went the right way or wrong way. Well, by having that relationship with your crew guys, eventually you're going to be able to relay the exact same, right? They're going to be able to watch your car and be like, Hey, it was doing this uh, when I was watching it. And they're going to start looking for that stuff. And then you can sit down and be like, yeah, it was. Or you'd be like, nah, I feel like it was doing this. And then it's up to you guys to sit down and go, this is the change we're going to make. And you're both going to agree on it. And then we're going to see what the truck, the UTV, whatever it is, feels like. And we're going to go from there and we're going to both put it in the memory bank, not just one. Mm -hmm. Whoever helps you needs to be putting it in the memory bank too. And then it just snowballs from there. Next thing you know, you're able to make reasonable changes all the time. And that's one thing that I think the Mark courts have been great at. Dylan and not as much Tyson, but Dylan would come over anytime he had a question and either ask my dad or myself, he'd be like, Hey, I got a question. And I would just give him a couple options. You can do this, this, and this. And next thing you know, he, the next time he came back with a question, he'd be like, Hey, last time we did this. So this is the change I made. Now it's doing this. How do I don't really want to change it back because it was still better, but I'm still looking for something a little more yet. What change can I do now yeah, that I changed that yeah. and adding that knowledge to the mm -hmm. memory bank and, and storing it and continuing on. So, um, I think that's a huge part in, in 
off road that you don't see in many other sports. So many other um, racing industries is so important to have a, a crew chief and a really good crew chief that sets the car up for you that uh, makes it less fun. I think mm -hmm. it takes a lot of the drive and the heart and the, in the friendship out of it. Yeah. How often do you, and this is going to be for anybody. How often do you guys watch the race on film afterwards and just like study what the car is doing and stuff like that or study uh, videos? It's, most it's of not the time, always on you, you know, the camera the is time, always on you. I'll but. actually watch like when somebody just, you know, somebody's better than everybody else that day that just, you know, kind of puts a clinic on. Yeah. I'll, I'll just watch their lines. It's the biggest thing for me is kind of, you know, especially a sportsman car. I mean, the setup is big, but a lot of the times it's the line choices that we take the drive, and the mm -hmm. momentum. So I'll, biggest thing that I do is I'll watch what lines they're taking. Because sometimes, you know, I doubt myself. You know, sometimes you go to bad habits and you take a stupid line and then, you know, you think it's faster. Also, I think you that come, one can preach for it this year. <laughs> that one know, right there. You know, you come out of the hole, you're like, oh, I'm going to smoke him also. And he just goes blowing <laughs> past you. You might have got him on the inside, but when he comes out of that corner, he's just doing 10 miles an hour faster than you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that we watch for is kind of line choice on what is the fast line. Cause that is your 90%. I feel like of what sportsman racing is. Everyone is, everyone is so competitive. Everyone's got the same car. Yeah, pretty so it comes close. down to line choice and kind of how ballsy you are. Mm -hmm. But a consistency, big, but a yeah, big thing, you know, like especially in pro-am, I mean, there's not I mean, even consistent finishes, but consistent laps. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. But like pro-am, I think what the top 14 people ended up on the podium. So, I mean, everyone knows they got the speed, right? So Bounce now, it, now it comes down to what line should I take? And you know, your setup is big and being comfortable, but most of the time, you know, once you find a comfortable setup, it's pretty much good for most of the tracks is what I've yeah, found out. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, change it maybe a little bit for conditions. Like if it's raining or it's not raining, but right. But you know, most of the time I'll run the same setup yeah. almost all year just cause it, it works and it's fast. Small tweaks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Small little adjustments, nothing major, but a biggest thing is definitely line choices of what and I confidence. watch. Yeah. Right. I agree 100%. I mean, you know, jumps how, are jumps at the end of the day. It right, you is, know, sometimes, yeah. you know, I'll whack you. He'll, Jake will yell at me and be like, just drive into the corner a little bit harder and break. Yeah, drive it deeper. Yeah. Drive it deeper. Deeper. You know, just. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask Johnny Holter what the hell that means. when he, he Johnny spotted for me that year. Johnny Holter spotted for me that year. Did you deeper, man? Did you say you're already deep enough? Or what? <laughs> I, I can't go no more. I said, so he's already fully arriving. <laughs> what does drive it in deep? Deeper mean, and he's like, I don't know, just go into the corner farther. Farther, I'm I'll like, you mean? Dude. I mean, just say, do you I'll mean break later? And he's like, yes. I was like, yeah. okay, well, can you tell me that? Because I don't know what the fuck driving in deeper means. Yeah, and I think uh like this year, I'm always in all the way. It's way yeah. easier to watch somebody <laughs> yeah. than be out there. Oh, yeah. 100%. I learned that like spotting so for easier. you and Benny this year. I'm like, wow, they're cruising, and then I go out there and I do ass. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing exactly what you guys are doing until I yell at you. Right. Yeah, right. And like it's in the mental thing was, mistakes. But you just taught us too. It's when you're out there. Like, say if you had somebody putting a cone out there, and then you go around the track, and then they move that cone ten feet farther, and you don't know it, and you have to hit the brakes after the cone. It's the same thing. If you don't get that in your head, it, you're never gonna. That's be what we did with Jake and Gray. That's how like some of the first years, we'd go out there and we'd make Jake and Gray just run the same turn till we said stop they wouldn't even know it we'd be moving it 10 feet closer 10 feet closer 10 feet closer and we're like you're gonna run lane one right and i would move it until it was so close that they could not they stop. blew the turn yeah. they blew the turn every time they're like i don't get it it's like well you're fucking 45 feet closer to the turn already by the time you hit the brake and they're like what like yeah and and so many people are like oh i can't i'm not good because i can't test i can't afford to rent a track 
I'm here to tell you, renting a track don't do jack shit. You can go out to any field, set yeah. up a, a, a course. I don't care if it has two turns in it. And work on corners because races are won in the corners. Mm-hmm. It's the same Guaranteed. way with motocross. It's the same way with everything else. Everyone can hold it wide open down the straightaway. Everyone can hold it wide open off the jump if they want to. It may not feel the greatest for everybody, <laughs> but they can all do it, right? There's no, there's no, it, it's, it's mind over matter there or balls over fear, whatever you want to go about it. But it's where the races are won is is in the turns and seat time. I, so that, I think that's the gist of it. Well, is just comfortable, being in the seat time, in your yeah. car. Seat yeah. time 100%. comes with not being like oh, I need to go test. I need to go rent Bark River. I need to go rent. Yeah, Canada. yeah, for no, sure. So many people are like, "That's what I need to do to go fast." No, no, you need to go out to a field, set up some cones, and then have somebody out there that wants to help you, right? Mm-hmm. And go, all right. I'm letting off right here. Okay. And let, let them continue to move it forward and not even tell you. Yeah. Right. Or make them say like things we've done is we've taken like a cone and we've said, all right, this is the preferred line. But now for the next three laps, you got to go underneath it and you got to figure out how to make that turn good because you can't always do the preferred no, line. There's people there. There's or, people there or it got watered right, yeah. or the track or there's a hole there or whatever. So you got to move around and every year is a little bit different and you grow and you change cars and so on and so forth. And that's something like Jake and I worked on, like back to your question, do you ever watch film? Um, one of the biggest things I told Jake and Mike and Trav is Jake got on the podium this year at fall, fall Crandon and in his RS one for the first time. And it was, it was a race. It was a good race. But I said, if you go back and you watch that video, you will realize how much time you gave up. Like like lines that you thought you were running that were good, you were like, all of a sudden, the next lap, you were lane three. And the dude behind you just caught you three car lengths. And then the next lap, you hit it good, and you pulled two car lengths. And it's like, you don't even realize you're doing that. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, my car screwed up, or it was this, or it was that. Or even a lot of it shows tires, right? Like the big thing this year was Hoosiers or MRTs, or snow tires is, is the easier way to say it, is snow tires or Hoosiers. Well, in that particular race that Jake was in, when he ran the groove, his car was hooked up and then he would move out a car length or two and he'd lose fucking four car lengths. And it's like, you don't realize that when you're on the track, right? You're like, oh, I like this line better. It feels better. Well, it feels better because it was slow as shit and it it was smooth and slippery and it just wasn't good. The the most, the fast line is not always the most comfortable line. You got to be like on the verge of flipping over all the time. Mm-hmm. But it also shows like if the guy behind you is on Hoosiers, right? Or a different tire than you. And they were able to run from lane three to lane one and not really lose time. Maybe that's time you go, my tires are killing me. My tires are only good right here. And if they're not good here and I have to move out, I lost way more time than everybody else. So maybe it's time I make a change um, if I can to something like that, like what, mm-hmm. what this guy was right. running or majority was running or so on and so forth. Like this year we tested with Jake at Bark river and he liked the MRT better over the Hoosier. Well, the, the Hoosier, yeah, probably didn't feel as good cause it's hooked to the track. Right. And it's edgy and they're hard to drive and they want to flip over and they catch ruts. <laughs> they do a lot of goofy shit, but they're fast <laughs> and they're good at the beginning of the race and they're good at the end of the race. That, in my opinion was days like that, that Jake struggled was days that the track wasn't good at the beginning of the race. And he had X tire on instead of fucking D that ultimately just kicked his ass. And there was nothing the driver could do because 
this is the tire you chose and whatever. And that's something that like, like you were saying, watching film that I told him, even though like he had a good race and got on the podium. I'm like, if you go watch some film, like that was, that was your best race so far this year. If you go watch, watch that race, you should have been in contention to win. Cause when you, when you hit the line, right you were faster than all them guys. It was a matter of consistently getting there. Mm -hmm. And you could see there was like some uncomfort in some of the turns where he would hit it one lap and it was faster, but you could tell it was like edgy or different and he'd move away from it the next lap because he didn't like it. And that was the same when we were at Park River testing. Right away, he didn't like the Hoosier. And then that was automatically like, we're not going to run it. So he just went away from it. And I know Kyle Sharkey, my, my brother-in-law, he's the same way. It took forever to get him to get on that tire. The bike. Oh, I hate Hoosiers still. I was going to say, you guys are shaking your head over there. You guys are the same same way. I love them. I love them. I I fucking, I ran them once at Crandon. I'm like, yeah, no. So a lot of people don't like them, but they don't like them because of the comfort, right? Right. A tire that doesn't have grip. What's the easiest tire to drive out there? A fucking zero. Because it has no bite. And it's round. It has no sidewall. Mm. It has no side bite. It's smooth. You can throw it about anywhere other than that hole you threw it into. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I hate Zeros. Yes, because they have no grip, just, but they're easy them. to drive, right? They're super easy to drive. You can go anywhere you want with them. They, they float around on the track. They're easy to drive. You go to the Hoosier, which I um, shouldn't be promoting it, but... Just as an Toy- example. Yeah, yeah, as an example, Toyo doesn't make a UTV tire anyways, so yeah. we can run whatever tire we want. But um, that, to me, was the tire choice because it was good at the beginning of the race, and it was as good as the snow tire at the end of the race, mm-hmm. right? So it was hard to beat. A snow tire was better. It was shit complete at the start of well, shit the If they overwatered it, it was you terrible. Were, you, yeah. were, you were terrible. fighting for traction. Put that bitch in reverse and back down the track. That's about <laughs> that's about what you're going to get out of it when, yeah. when people are on Hoosiers, right? But it takes that, that level of committing to them and being, you know, they are uncomfortable to drive, but maybe I need to figure it out. I need to figure out how to drive with them. I need to set my car up to be with them. Because they're the best all-around tire. It mm. took the tire game out of it. The, year, the last five years, all we've all done is fought tires. Mm-hmm. Like, what's right. going to be that perfect tire today? Um, snow tire, Ciro, fucking Kenda, you name it, before Hoosier could really play and had the bite out. Um, it was such a crapshoot. Well, Hoosier, to me, took that out of it. Put it on, figure out how to run it. Because it was the best tire in the beginning and the best tire at the end. Right. It was good but, in but mud, it's uncomfortable. good in dry, it's mm-hmm. good in everything. It's the most uncomfortable tire you're ever going to drive, but it's the fastest tire out there. Well, that's the thing. Right like, now. When me and Trumpers are, like, when when we ran at Remington's track, I mean, it was rotted up. There's no, you know, I mean, I think most of the guys, you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Like, we <laughs> rotted up, we ran on rotted up. That's why I barrel rolled that thing. I mean, it was rotted up, just nasty. And that's almost what you got to practice on and not on a perfectly smooth track. You got to run, you got to run on a rotted up, just mess of a track because that'll make you a better driver. Be comfortable yeah, being sure. uncomfortable. I like yeah. that. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. What What do you guys think? Do you guys think spotters make racing better or worse? That, I think better in a way. Better like, safer. But like you yeah. said, but like yeah. you said, you know, like Jake, when you said he was comfortable in one line, but he was faster in the uncomfortable line, that's what your spotter can tell you. Like, oh, you gain on him. You're like, okay, it might not feel comfortable and it might not feel like you're gaining much, but you are. And that does help. And especially, you know, like they said, it's a definitely a lot more safer, you know, like precautions and like, stuff. Let's say you want to, you know, especially like, let's say ERX in the split lanes. If you want to cross the split lane, you can't do it because it's not like you're looking around. No, you're looking straight ahead. Like, 
you definitely need a spotter just in the aspect of just being safety. Because, I mean, you cut somebody off and you tire clip them. They're you going can, you can hurt them. You're yeah. going to hurt them. You know what I mean? Aside from hurting the car, you're going to hurt them. And no one wants to hurt anybody on right. the track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we run a little different sport than everybody else. Exactly. Right? Right. You almost need them just for the safety aspect. Yeah. Of it. Does it help driving? Yes. But I think it's more majority of just keeping everybody on the track safe of knowing where, well, you know, you don't know if somebody's right. I don't run a mirror on my car because I don't care what the hell's behind me. That's, yeah. Yeah. No, that's my spotter's job to, mm-hmm. you know, always coming up on you. Don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just so you don't, you know, you don't want everyone to wreck every race because then yeah. they're going to get discouraged. We're spending all this money. We're not doing good. And that's how you lose people in the sport. Yeah. Right. You need to keep people in the sport so that it keeps growing. And which honestly, I mean, granted last year was a little less, but I mean, this sport is doing pretty good for itself yeah. on what, I, how many people come and, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people that struggle in the sport of even, you know, they're fighting tooth and nail. This is what they do. This is what they spend their extra money on. Yeah. Not doing everything else. Yeah. And we just have a lot more blind tracks than I feel like similar types of motorsports. Right. Like you, we go off a jump. You cannot see you're going up fucking after the split line, take the left hand here, go up the hill at ERX. You cannot see shit until you're flat out and going flying. You right. have no yeah, idea. Like Bark River yeah. ERX. Like if you want to switch your line to set up better for the corner, sometimes you can't cause somebody's there. And if you don't know that, I mean, you can hurt yourself and the other and person bad. And no, over the finish wants, and no one wants yeah, that. Yeah, the finish line turn of that off camera right, right hand. Like I get, yeah. I get like oval track racing, just because of the fact like, at, at worst you're gonna mess up some fenders. Yeah, you know, you're just, just gonna put them in the you're just different, put them, right? Yeah, it's different. a lot different. You're not jumping where you know if you get off kilter on a jump and you land sideways, you're rolling. Yeah, and it's gonna hurt bad, and you're gonna like, break some shit and right. yourself. The pro yeah. light super buggy. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that that was, was a really good example of that. Yeah, that was freaking. That was a scary watch to scare, scary, scary thing to see. Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the last last lap too, wasn't it? I think uh, yeah, last yeah. lap or second last yeah, lap. Yeah, yeah. Tried to kill him. Yeah, was, <laughs> maybe maybe not. But <laughs> no. so get out of my so, way. So kind of kind of bouncing off of that, right? Do you remember? And you can answer it both in in one scenario. Do you remember your best weekend and your absolute worst weekend? We'll start with Chum. Like, yep. Um, my best weekend for me personally was probably last, not last year when I won the championship in Anigo. I took second, and then I took fourth. You I won fight. it in Anigo. Wasn't that no, the I, first I won the, the year I took the championship. <laughs> okay. Two years ago. <laughs> okay. Right? All right, all right. Yeah, not okay. last year, but the year before. Okay. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, was Anigo. I won, or I took second in the first race, and I should have won it. This is like second to last corner. I think I put it on the bike. That's when it was the grass infield, and then you guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't take the same line, and I definitely screwed that up. But I put it on the bike, and Trent came underneath me and beat me that on that race. And then I finally learned how to hit those moguls, and then with a little bit more <laughs> underneath, because those are a little. Those sketchy. Are, that was the name of the game in 2022. Was the, the, the fucking whoops. Yeah. The, yep. What if did you, they call them? The doubles of death. <laughs> And pro light. Yeah. Chad Rayford. I know it on that. And then kept him going. Yeah. There's like three dudes that totaled their truck and practice in pro light. Yeah. Yeah. But that was definitely. So that's number one. What what made it number one outside of the results? What what do you think made it stick in your head as, as number one? I got more confident in myself because usually I was always not finishing the race. I I was, I was not finishing the race. I was rolling, doing something stupid and, pushing myself to places where I shouldn't be, where I shouldn't be doing, I guess. Yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah. Yep, so yep. what's so the opposite gaining. of it? What do you mean? What's the worst? 
do you, do you remember? Like, is there one weekend and it doesn't have to be cause you crashed or anything. Is there one weekend that st- sticks out in your mind that you were like, this made me like, I, I, I wasn't enjoying it. Put it that way. I wasn't happy. I was here. I wasn't enjoying. I was here. What was it? What, what weekend was it? And you, why? Um, Bark River for sure. Actually, I'm gonna agree with that one with Jared. He he said Bark. He mentioned it. I rolled the first day, which was whatever, and I spent all night. Me and Kenton were up till about I want to say what four o'clock in the morning. It was pretty late in the morning, and yeah, you was, were pretty down on yourself. You that know, was, I, that was the moment where Chum realized you like, rolled like eight times down the hill. Dude. Yeah, he rolled on that off-camber right-hand jump oh, right by the grandstands. That was and two year, 2022? Or that 20, was the first year. 2021. That was the first yeah, year. That was yeah. the year I uh, smashed my car into the concrete yeah. wall. Yeah, don't, so do that, the the, don't do that, by the way, people. <laughs> that makes a lot of junk. I was, but it was, the, you know, I remember we were, it was like two in the morning, me and Chum were sitting in the trailer, and he was very upset, yeah. you know, emotional, just because, I mean, you spent all this time and money and yeah. you know you care about it at the end of the day frick yeah well, we and he's all, like, that was a chance that was a good chance for me and him to podium on the same in the same race yeah i can give that a two and three answer that we were we were hauling the mail that day but then it wasn't anymore i was sitting in the infield but well, then that the was, next day i started the race i passed probably you know you come you start way in the back on that track and uh yeah by the second corner i already had fuck i don't know eight guys passed and I didn't even wasn't even pushing it. And I go into that where it's a right hand and it turns to the left. Yep. Somebody just wants to be a hero and they don't want to turn. They just want to go straight through and jump right into that house where they're all sitting there drinking beer on the porch. They wanted to go straight to them. <laughs> Took me out and destroyed my car again. Well, that was, yeah. well, that was the I remember sitting in your trailer and be like, you know, we were worried that your motor was junk and that was the probably the first make it or break true it. adversity of like why are we doing what this? Are we like, doing? What are we doing? Like his car was a little messed up. Like the cage was a little tweaked and the motor might've been junk and we're messing. I mean, this is three in the, I mean, we, all night long. I mean, it was bad. And he was like, we're sitting in the trailer talking. He's like, why am I doing this? Like he was very frustrated with himself. I'm like, we're just talking. I'm like, well, this is the time where we decide, is it worth it? And we both agreed, like, we're going to get this thing fixed. We're going to get it on the track. That's the time where every racer probably has of like you, you pretty much reach rock bottom on like, why do we do this? And then you pretty much make your decision. Like, I love this sport so much where I'm just going to fix it. No amount of money is going to change my mind. Like, especially after that weekend, what I spent, like I had to put a whole new front clip on. I mean, I spent stupid amount of money to race one last race. and I wasn't even in the point contention, but it's just because of the fact that I wanted to be out there and finish the season because they'll just, the pride, you know, you finish your season now. I remember watching as a fan, like, this shit is badass. Like, oh yeah. my God, I want to be one of those guys. And that's the realize- realization that me and Chum made that day. It was like, this is what, this is why, was why we keep it. Yeah. This is why we keep doing it. Was that what your doing. worst weekend too? Would you say that you remember? Probably. I, I remember. I, just, I remember specifically <laughs> sitting in the infield, like, when I'm looking at my front tire in pretty much my passenger seat, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like I am dropping an insane amount of money to do what race one more race for 10th place and points. Yeah. But that's pretty much really like I am dedicated to this sport. Like I've I done it. so much stupid shit that I probably shouldn't have done where I scratched my head. Like, why am I spending all this money? But it's like, cause I love the sport. I love the people that do the sport. You know what I mean? Like, especially in, it's like camping every weekend. Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. you go to racing, like in pro am, 
like when we're in staging, I'm sure it's the same with other classes. Like there's probably 15, 20 of us that bullshit before yeah. the race, you know, Sit give each other shit like, bullshit. oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? And that's what is awesome about this sport is before the race, you're talking to everybody, giving everybody shit and just and hanging out. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Like it kind of, it calms your nerves where, yeah. you know, you trust the person next to you. That's the biggest thing. Like I'll Frick, go into yeah. a corner side by side with you and know that you respect me enough and I respect you enough for, I'm not yeah. going to pull some dirty move on you. It's like, whatever, you know, you have mm. the better line. I'll just pull back or yeah. you trust people where you make better racing from it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to come into a corner. All of a sudden you get taken out cause they want to win right. that bad. It's like, I'm not that guy. So wh where do you feel like you were at your highest of highs throughout it all? Honestly, my first podium ever in Lena. I, I, I I'm going to be honest. With you, I cried a little bit. I'm like, you know, you're. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember I mean, that. So I remember that. You yeah, were just yeah. in. I was in so much shock. Like, oh, my fucking God. Because I passed a dude on the last corner of the oh, last yeah. lap. I'm like, oh, my God. I just podium for the first time. That was the definitely the thing that kept me in the sport was my first podium. Like, Frick, I yeah. podium what, four times, five times after that, whatever. Not super many times, but that first one definitely hooked me in the sport. I mean, it was only a third place podium, but I thought I just won the fucking World Cup. Yeah. I, I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I just podiumed. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I, I just remember so emotional. <laughs> but it had to be Sunday, so we couldn't celebrate. Right. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. famous for podium on Sundays where it's like, oh, see you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> what about you down there? Uh, I was going in between my first one at Lena or my second win at ERX and I'm probably gonna have to go with the second one at ERX because the second day at Lena I took 14th and the second day at ERX I took fourth with a flat tire I was in second on last lap passing for Lena I popped the tire after the whoops so I took fourth so that was probably my best one or Eagle River when we just had the single race the last race of side by side sports when we did the infield and then the oval I was ninth at halfway and I was leading at the white in my first pro stock race, but I took second. So yeah, you were hauling the mail that yeah, day. That I remember a, that. Yeah. So we just talked about that on, on the podcast of, I think either with my dad or with Benji. That was with Benji. You guys that we, talking we about talked about, well, we talked we talk about, about doing, the, doing the short course yeah. <laughs> and then just doing the oval. Like, could you imagine, I think it was with my dad. Um, could you imagine like going to Anago and running like just the oval? Half, no, 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 like oh. half the race with the, with the infield. Yeah. And then the second half of just the oval. That'd be bad. That'd ass. be cool. But like, but we have to go the right way. That would yeah. be the, that would be the only thing. Right. Is they'd have to turn us around and go the right way. Right. Because yeah. I mean, you can't go that fast with your driver door exposed to the wall. That's just especially in a side by. Not I mean, a truck is still dangerous, but a side by side. Anything. I mean, I mean yeah. and there's not right. a catch fence in one and two, which there should be. That would have saved your dad. dad's yeah. Right. truck is his I mean, you never season. want to expose the driver's side door because that's when yeah, I mean, that's you're, let's say your, your, cage, your cage collapses. That, right? I mean, you can get seriously hurt. And we could run half the race on the on the short course. That's and probably then, one of the most fun races I've ever had. turn around and run the oval, but the correct way. Like, why can't well, oh, remember, no, there's jumps on the oval. Yeah, but remember, but remember Sharkade ERX, though? But yeah, they could make the jumps go both ways. Mm -hmm. They could add enough dirt to make the jumps go both ways. Mm -hmm. They're just 100%. singles. Yeah. There's nothing right. crazy you'll, about you'll, it. You'll, you'll, clear a, you'll clear the yeah. whatever the approach is on the second one, 100%. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. But remember, like, Sharky, look at ERX. Like, he had all the new updates or whatever, but he's still, one of the door bars broke and got him in the leg. I mean, that could have been a lot worse. We have a two, whatever, how big size tube that is yeah. in your leg. I mean, that's Frick, yeah. That's life-changing if it goes bad. Yeah. What do you th what do you think is is your, Jake your your worst to date like something that that made you just like damn why did I do this 
Well, all year, this year, well, for sure. <laughs> but uh, if I had to pick, like, my worst weekend, it was probably Anago. It's, it's not even, like, a weekend. It's, like, that moment. Like, what? Well, uh, probably still Anago? Nah, I'd have to say Cranon, the last race I ran at Yamaha. When the first day, I was in fourth for points, and uh, I broke some stupid. I think it was, like, a sway bar link or something that I had to pull off. Oh no! It was actually a sensor in my motor. Like it's flashing hot, and I had a blue motor that year, so I had to pull off. So I took six in points or whatever. So that was kind of a bad deal. And then the next day, the first lap, I got T-bone for some out west dude, and I was sitting there in the infield. I'm like, "Why are we doing this? Yeah. All we're doing is wasting money." But uh, you just come back because you love it. Yeah, that was the same thought all year this year too. Until I finally like started getting the car good and started doing better. Are you, are you thinking when you do bad, you're like, who am I letting down, or why am I doing this, or we're blowing so much money? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, everyone's there for you. So yeah, and and a lot of it is like learning. Like like you were saying, um, this year was obviously a struggle for you. And and my first year in the players wasn't great. It took half a season before we were competitively trying to win. I mean, I was competitively driving around in second for the first <laughs> half of the season, but that's, that's about where we were. And a lot of the times you get stuck in like a funk, right? Where, yeah. you, where you feel like you're driving as hard as you can and as fast as you can, and you don't know how to go any better. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Yeah. That, that's where you were. Yeah. And, and we went to Bark River and I got on the radio with him and he ran three, probably three, I think it was three laps. And then I started like pushing him. And in the matter of three laps to lap eight, he shaved off a second and a half. And I'm like, that's where my season changed. Right that's there. where your season changed. Like that's crazy. it was like, you feel like you're driving as hard as you can. And you're just in this funk of like, I can't drive any harder. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you straight up fucking Leland's going to be like, why are you calling me out like this? But <laughs> Leland says it all the time. He's like, I don't understand how anyone could drive into the turn harder than this. Well, there's people doing it, man. Yeah. Like, like I'm sorry, but if you're not uncomfortable going to the corner, you're not hard enough. Yeah. yeah and, and even if you're uncomfortable, it doesn't mean that that's not within somebody else's comfort zone mm-hmm. and they're going even harder than you. Yeah. Like, that's just like a funk you get stuck in. And then it's in your mind that you're driving as hard as you can. How can you, I can't go any faster. I'm already driving it as hard as I can. Well, sometimes it's not about how hard you feel like you're driving it. It comes down to putting it all together. Like the, the, the number one thing I remember about Barker <laughs> is in cemetery. He hit the same hole three laps in a row. And I finally came on the radio. I'm like, I don't give a shit where you go. But if you run over that same fucking hole one more time, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> like go around it, go inside of it. I don't care what you do, but every single time you hit it, that lap is slow. Figure it out. Like I'm not right. out there. I'm not driving it, but. Don't keep running through the same hole every time you'd hit it. He'd be sliding and it would straighten the car out and he'd get squirrely and have to like straighten out. And it was like, quit going through it. And it's like, you just get in that funk of like, this is as fast as I can go and I'm already driving in as hard as I can. And you, you forget about like, like the little things of like connecting it all. Right. You're not trying to win it in one turn. It's, it's this turn. I gained a 10th here, which gained me two tenths down the straightaway because I did the turn better which set me back up better for the next turn. So I gained a 10th on entry and then I was already good in this turn, but I'm already half a second better. Right. And then right. you link it all together. It's that 10th, that 10th. It's like go-kart racing. Well, it's I, like remember, go-kart I remember racing. asking Colin Kearns, I'm like, 
what's the big difference? You know, he was pro-am or won the championship. I'm like, what's the biggest difference? He's like, it's not any faster. It's like, he's like, them guys do not make mistakes. He's like, you got to follow, you know, yourself, CJ or Owen Van Epper, you know, someone that's been in the sport long enough that don't make mistakes. He's like, just don't make a mistake and you'll be competitive. He's like, that's the biggest thing that he said he learned was just not making a mistake in a corner and honestly shadow it, you know, in practice, try to get behind them guys if you can or whatever and just watch Yeah, yeah. and just eliminate the stupid mistakes that you don't think you're making. Like you you could drive as hard as you possibly can, but if you make a mistake coming into corner, like you said, you add, you shave off a 10th of a second on every corner. Most tracks have six, seven corners. You're almost shaving off a second on every lap. Right. And by the time the race is done, they're 10 seconds ahead of you. Yeah. Mm. And, and a lot of the top guys, we can run the whole race, any lap under speed within a 10th or two of our best lap. Right. You're consistent. Which, That's the biggest which, thing. which is the hardest part that everyone struggles to do, right? Like the perfect example is, is Jeb Boodle. He was fast first mm. year out, super fast. Well, he'll drive the wheels off that but thing. He was on two wheels as much as he's on four wheels. Right. So he was trying so hard to push that limit and like, like learn so fast that you go through years like that. Those are growing pain years that you go through that. And we were talking about just the other day, like when he figures out how to be calm and, and stick that speed without making so many mistakes, he's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. But no one realizes one mistake per lap is a, is probably over a second. And next thing you know, if the guy in front of you is not doing it, he's got a four or five second lead. And you're like, how's he doing this? Like, uh, he's got to be cheating. He's got to be this. And it's like, when, when we were, we watched a film of fall and at one of the races. And, um, I think it was when the Honda was in there, um, right behind me and all them guys, we were all stacked up and we were, we were trying to actually like dissect what makes my car better. Like we were trying to sit down and go, what makes my car better than theirs? Like what, what's making it fast? And so many people are like, oh, you're cheating. It, it's this, it's that. And we were like, we want to watch a video. We want to see on the, on the video, like we, I got tore down more than anybody in the fucking pits this year. And never once did it even fucking question anybody. I had my engine ripped apart three times. Mm-hmm. And every single time it passed with flying colors. We've never had an issue in it. So I was like, I want to see like what, what other people are seeing or like what makes my car better. And what was crazy about it is it wasn't like, it wasn't any faster than anybody else's car down the straightaway. The Yamaha's actually run better on the top end, like way, way down at out. the end yeah, yeah, yeah. of the straightaway. And the Honda is is pretty good all around. But when you watch the race, you watched a car length every time they made a mistake. That was the only difference. You would watch us come out of the turn. When they did the turn good and I did the turn good, nobody moved. But they could only do half the turns good. Half of them per lap, they would mess up and I'd get a car length. And then we'd do two turns, it'd be good. And they'd mess up again and I'd get another car length. And then all of a sudden they would do the turn good and you would watch all three cars... Polaris, Honda, Yamaha, whatever, all linked up. And when everyone did the turn good, they were just linked together. Mm-hmm. But, and I even asked Devin that. I'm like, what, what's making my car like better? Like other than obviously just me driving it, um, like, or the lines I'm taking or the grip it makes, like, is there like a note? I'm like, where am I gaining time? I wanted to know. I'm like, where am I physically gaining time? He's like, dude, I can't tell you. He said, visually watching there's not a single spot that you're all of a sudden just like pulling all kinds of ground. He's like, it's just, 
an inch, an inch, an inch, an inch, an inch, an inch, an inch. And then you watch a video and it's like, oh, he set up wide here. You saw him hesitate for a minute and I got a car length. Or he came in hot trying to chase me or gain time and then messed up the turn and I got a car length. It was never like one spot. You never saw a single spot where it was like, holy man, that's, he just gained all this time. And that's what, that's what's crazy. And a good like learning thing to, to watch the film is, is you sit there and no one realizes what one mistake is, right? Everyone's like, oh, it's just a mistake. I'll drive harder into the next turn and I'll make it up. Well, then you end up making another mistake and it, it just doesn't pay off. And that's what costs you all the time. It's mm -hmm. a car length, a car length, a car length. It's an inch in every turn, right? And it adds up over time. It, it isn't down the straightaway. You're not trying to be the fastest car down the straightaway. You're trying to be the fastest car from point A to point B. Through the corner. And yeah. and sometimes that that has six turns in it. Sometimes it has eight, car, eight, eight turns in it. Your straightaway speed ain't going to do you shit if you mm -hmm. can't no. get through the turn. And, and that, can, that comes to keeping a level head too and not getting worked up. You know, the second you yeah. get worked up, that's when you... Make mistakes. You're driving harder. Gets make even mistakes. Worse. Yeah. Right. You got to be like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's take this corner smooth and just kind of get Slow, your bearings. Sometimes slower is faster. Right. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. I will say, last year when I was racing like you and Brock, it's way different than racing like, we'll say Owen was solid third. So it was usually me and Owen in Dallas. Last, two years ago. Two years 2022. ago. Yeah. We it was Owen usually, and then Dallas and me racing for like third, fourth, and fifth. But then once you get to like the first and second and then you're following them dudes, it's a whole different level. Like you can, you're running lines, you're, you're thinking like, wow, I'm going as fast as I can. And then after halfway, like you get bunched up again mm -hmm. and you get caught on their lines. You look on the lap sheets, you're a second faster than what you were in the first half. I will say like following them, you learn so much more than yeah, like. It's the easiest, it's the easiest Like you get in like this funk of, I wouldn't say like it's a funk, but you get in this rhythm of like. I'm going as fast as I can with these dudes because they're doing as fast as what they think they can do. But then you can get with the fast guys and go another second faster. Like you're yeah. getting this, I want to say funk, but it's not really a funk. But Just get in a groove. Yeah. You don't know what you can't do until you do it. You yeah. know, until you try it. We Watching we is your biggest learner. Yeah. yeah. We left you out of the, the best and the worst. Well, and you. You're a good two more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're a racer too. I know. <laughs> That's where we're going to end it. We, uh, we, it happened in the same weekend and we already kind of touched base on, it. I'd say my worst moment and my best moment was Anigo the first weekend that I raced 2022, um, of the champ season. And it, and it even started before the race weekend started. I was on the way there. I was borrowing my brother's girlfriend's camper <laughs> and the fucking uh, Corey Greaves, Kyle's brother was in the passenger seat. We're just riding along. He's looking in the mirror. He's like, Hey, I see a little something on the roof up there. And I, I couldn't like get down in my mirror to see it. And he's like, yeah, it looks like there's a little tiny rip in there. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know, it'll just next stop. We'll pull over, take a look at it, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're on 29 and there's not a lot of exits. And I wasn't going to pull Like it wasn't an, oh my God, we have to pull over right now. But I was like, we'll pull over next exit. Be safe. Didn't, couldn't make it to the next exit before the whole fucking roof of the camper blows off. It's blowing in the wind, it's flapping all over the place. It's my brother's girlfriend's camper that I'm borrowing. You know, there's nice enough people that let me borrow their thirty thousand dollar camper for the weekend. And you just destroy it, dude. And just destroy it on That's the way. You just can't have nice first things. She just can't have nice yeah, things. Yeah. So me and Corey, we have there's no ladder on the camper and it's tall as fuck. So we we pull off, unhook it. I back up my truck to the front of the camper and just jump up there and crawl myself up there with some gorilla tape, taping it all. Down all over the place it'll be fine get going again and we just obviously couldn't do it perfect it started 
blowing up a balloon of air, you oh. know, and all of a sudden it just let go. And we just took back roads trying to go slow and trying to prevent it and whatever else. Got it there. Didn't make the call to tell her dad that I did that. But, you know, we waited. And then the next day, wadded my shit up on the track. And after oh, seeing it, rough. yeah, after seeing my car off the track and then my, my coworker at the time, Ben Alcox comes over, he's like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, I, I just, it was before that, put a new front end of my car, did that, went go race and ripped the roof off the camper, then repped the whole front right on my car. And it was like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, this makes no sense. Just blew all this money, still wadded up my shit. This makes no sense. And I have to start 28th tomorrow. And then to, to go the, the contrary is that same weekend, I went 28th to first and that feeling crossing the finish line and nobody's in front of me. And I remember clear as they get out of my car, you know, the, you guys, I could see all you, CJ, Johnny Holter all running over and waiting across the track. And I was just so, I was jumping, waiting for you guys. You know, guys all ran over, gave me a big hug. You know, my boss Luke at the time gave me a big hug. And that was the best feeling. And the, it's still the screen here on my fucking phone is the podium picture we took that day. It's you and everybody's in it, just that whole team, KGB and everybody else that helped me out that year. But if it wasn't for that swing, you know, to go from my worst to my best, your lowest, I, your lowest to lowest. Yeah. Right? I don't, I don't think the rest of the season would have played out like that. You know, if I would have, yeah. if I would have DNF that second day, I would have been like, you, you know, lost I, all confidence. yeah, it's not possible, you know? And then I go into the, the second weekend was ERX. I want to spring, spring Cran, which is funny that I don't bring that. You know, that was my technically my best weekend. I got a first and a second that weekend. That was the best weekend I had all season. And, it just wasn't the same. I don't know what the, I mean, it was, it was very exciting. You know, the first day was a rain show and I was the only one to have mud tires that day. And that's why I did so good. And the second day I lost brakes and I couldn't pass Bryce Carlson. I just, he, he blew by me and I couldn't catch him. And then, uh, and then it was ERX and it was the first day I rolled over. I just, you know, Johnny Holter, he's like, keep it wide open and coming off the big flyway jump into that low right hander. I kept it wide open, come up to that cat turning the left hander. And I was just way too hot, hit the berm and rolled over, you know, I hit <laughs> I this way. That. And then went this you way. missed the track. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the track it was coming way too fast. And I, it was, I ran out of skills. What happened? Right you look there. At jump? Yeah. <laughs> Cause, I, Cause I jumped that berm there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. It was so dusty. Yeah. I'm like, I have no idea where I am. Also, I'm like, oh, I'm jumping the Here corner right now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't lose any spots. I don't no. think. No. So no. same shit. Wrecked my shit. Was up until two o'clock in the morning fixing it. And then the next day I was able to start first because the, the invert worked out and I stayed first the whole race and won that race. You know. So then we started the cycle. This <laughs> and then it was yeah. Lena. Wadded my shit up the first day. I was really hungover, is what happened. Went to the parade, fucking had way too much fun. <laughs> I'll tell you, Lena, yeah, Lena, yeah. Lena Lee to get the best of you. Oh, yep. dude, that was a learning lesson there. Yeah, yep. and I was, my head was pounding when I got in the car still. Like nothing could fucking help. And it was dusty as shit. I was like, Johnny comes out, Matt, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you're sucking. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm scared as shit right now. I don't know what's going on. I can't see. Like, I'm doing my best. I'm that sorry. Race yeah. That race Somebody yeah. got crossed up in the split lane. Like, I, hit the brakes and parked and somebody ass packed me fucking destroyed the back end of my car. Me and KGB were up till two This isn't a weekend. Morning. Welding. No, this is the whole season. I'm going through the whole season. <laughs> I know it's an example, but th th that's what started the cycle. I'm explaining yeah. that was a high and low. And then right. the next day we KGB stayed up all night. We fixed it and I got second the next day. So it's just, if I would have never had that low with a high, you know, it, 
I was low wrecking my shit, low with the roof of the camper, low with me wrecking my shit again. If I went to had that high, I think it, the season wouldn't have went how it was because I would have had. You went to had that fight. That might have been the game. Went to give up dog point. In yeah. <laughs> it might have been the <laughs> might have been the give up point where I'm no. saying, you know, this makes no sense, and I'm not doing this. You know, yeah. I'm just gonna give up right now. But yeah, you can't I'll, give up. Never give up. That's right? really all it is. I'll give you a quick a quick Lena story. Yeah. The, obviously, there's a parade. Two years ago, I brought my turbo car there, and. uh the next day I'm out on the track and we're on the parade lap of the race and something kept hitting me in the feet. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Guaranteed it's a beer can. Yep. No, no, no. no. It's better than that. Oh God. I'm like, what is this? And I hit the brakes. Boom. Hits my feet again. I'm like, what the fuck? So I loosen my belts. I flip my shoulder belts out. I reached down there and I pulled out a fucking rum bucket. <laughs> One of my crew guys, they were like, oh yeah, I had to drive back. So I dumped the rum bucket out and just fucking threw it under the seat and forgot it. Oh, so I took, it hit my feet. I pulled it out, looked at it, laughed. I had to laugh. I'm like, that's pretty funny. And rifled it out the window. <laughs> the same day I'm telling Heger, I'm like, dude, you're never going to believe what happened. He's like, I tell him the whole story. He's like, dude, you're not going to believe what happened. He goes, I had the same thing in pro stock and it was a high nooner under there from the, the same freaking weekend. But that's fucking makes hilarious. it fun. Yeah. But what's your low and your high, mister? I don't know. Mr. Greaves? Um, I don't really know, to be honest with you. Your low is probably got to be ERX. Well, Wait, when I rolled. When, when, yeah. No, you rolled the UTV and the pro four the same day. Yeah. You That's were, what I got. got taken out by your old car. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty shitty. This last year? No, 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 no. no. That was like no. six years like ago. Six five years, years ago. ago. Five years ago. The year Ryan Moeller won the championship in pro stock. I sold my old car. I, uh, in qualifying. So running multiple classes, I had to switch vehicles, right? Between qualifying. So I ran, did the same thing I always did. I would come back. I went up to tech. He's like, you got time, switch trucks. So I brought my, my UTV to my trailer. I parked it in front of my trailer. I got out, got my truck, and someone brought my UTV to tech. That's what they always do so that I don't have to run from uh, like ERX tech to my trailers a long ways. Oh, yeah. By the time you get over there and you're trying not to hold up the show, right, for qualifying. And when I went back to um, after the race, they DQ'd me from qualifying for going back to my trailer first. And I'm like, dude, I've done this a hundred thousand times. Like, you guys all know the same program. And they're like, nope. Somebody said that you brought your your car there and you didn't come to tech first and then bring it back and then bring it back. Oh, jeez. That you're DQ'd from qualifying. Yeah. So I just shut last. Show. It was a shit show. The whole weekend was a shit show. And I don't remember what happened before it, but there was something that happened before it prior because it continued all weekend long to have the same result. So then the race came. We were running like 12 minute races. Yeah. Which ended up being like seven. Yeah. So it went green flag. I passed, there was a pile up. I passed three quarters of the field. I came out like seventh on the end of the first lap. They go, nope. And we, we finished the lap and they're like, nope, we're going full restart. 33, go to the back. And the, I was the only one they singled out. They came over the radio and singled me out to go to the back. They didn't, they didn't re-rack anybody else. And then we went one lap and went caution. And they said it's halfway because we, we you used up all your time on that original caution. So then I uh, went on the, the second half, went through the whoops, went outside of a dude. 
in my old car. The dude bucks, whiskey throttles, and I was, as I was leaving the turn, he fucking T-boned me going straight, and I was going left. I was already leaving the turn, and he hit me in my driver's door, and it sent me over the wall. Oh, Jesus. I went flipping over the wall. After the whoops? Like after the whoops. Talladega. Yeah. yeah, like, no, it was like after Talladega, because I was already oh, leaving the oh. turn. So he skipped off the berm on the inside, it bucked off the straight. thing, just went straight, hit just me. Just before the hill. Just before the hill, and I was going that. I was going to the left. He was going straight, T-boned me, and it flipped me off the track. I cleared the K-rail and was laying in the woods up there. So we get up there after the race, and um, I think they, it was my dad and uh, Winky. Yeah, whoever is up there, and they're talking to a guy, and they're like, "Hey, we can't get down here with the forklift. You're gonna have to move it." And we're like, "Well, we need to remo- replace a shock to be able to move it." And they're like, "Okay, that's fine." So we changed the shock, and then it was able to drive out, and they drove it off. When we got back, they DQ'd me from the next day's qualifying for working on the car where they said we couldn't. Oh, and my God. Think, no, I think we worked on it till like, three. We changed all four corners, and then we were going out to qualify, and they wouldn't let us qualify because this is when they let yes. us qualify in the morning. In the morning. Like, pro forward run the last race, and then we had to qualify it away yep. in the morning. So, so we fixed all four corners of the car. We stayed up to, like, three or four, and we go up to qualify. They wouldn't let us they qualify. They won't let me qualify. They said, nope, you didn't obey what we said the day before when you worked on your car and i'm like the forklift guy told us he couldn't get it and we needed to be able to move it to be able to do it he's like nope you worked on it during a race when you're not allowed to work on it and and they were claiming that somebody told them they weren't allowed to work on it said you can't work on it here and then the forklift guy was like we can't reach it but we need to be able to move it to get it there and we said well we need to be able to change a shock The car was still all bent up, but if we changed a shock, we could move it. The shock was broke and shoved in the wheel. So if we can change a shock and he's like, oh, all right. And that's all that was said. Right. It was never like the the officials or no one came back and were like, hey, if you if you work on this, we're going to DQ you or anything like that. Nothing was said. It was like, hey, you can't work on that here. But hey, we can't get to it. And we're like, but this is between different people. Right. Forklift guy saying one thing, the officials saying the other thing. And when we told the officials. He said he couldn't get to it, so we got to change the shock. It was just like, okay. And then when we did it, they were like, nope, you didn't obey our officials. We're like, well, your forklift guy said this. We go, well, you didn't obey our officials. So I had to start last again the next day. And then uh, Pro 4, I rolled too. So that same weekend. Yeah. So I got done, and I just – I told my dad – I. I ended up riding back with one of my friends. Yeah, you raced RC the next day at Wapan. Yeah, I did. Yep, <laughs> I went to a freaking RC race instead on Sunday. I had uh, Brad Shear drove back. And at the time, he was in the Cop Academy and lived with me. And he drove me home. And uh, we went back because I told my dad, it's like, I need to leave. I'm fucking done. I need to leave. And I just, I just left. So that was probably like... That's probably your worst weekend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ERX this year was pretty, I was, was going to say that was, that was by far the most angry I've ever seen you. But, in, but ERX yeah. this year was a different type of, yeah. it, it was, we're not even, we're not going to go down yeah. that road, but <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't racing angry. It wasn't what happened on the track. It was politics behind the scenes. Politics is the best way to say angry. it. We'll, we'll yeah. call it politics. Yeah. yeah. And then probably best. the best. I don't know, man. Like I'm very fortunate to have a lot of good weekends with my family and my dad. Um, and from all the way back to winning our first cup race, like side by side, like that's, that's something you'll never replace to even this year. One of my, the the happiest moments, like it like made me want to bring tears to my eye is 
the spring run running my dad's brand new truck in the cup race and then being able to win and seeing like him six broken ribs, collapsed lung, broken scapula, whatever. And then running over with tears in his eyes, like just in disbelief. Yeah. We were both just in disbelief was like, it wasn't as sweet as having us both on the track, but it was still like so gratifying. Like we built this brand new truck kind of on our own with like ideas that mm. we all, we all kind of chipped in for. And then to be able to never drive it before, never nothing. That was my first time in it. And then to go out and win in it after he had that bad wreck. Just and and just wrecked and again. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then dominating it was yeah. so gratifying. Like it, it was That's a sweet moment. Yeah. So yeah. there's, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of, a lot of awesome moments, especially being that we're so family involved, right? Like right. being able to race against your dad is something for a living is right. something that most people will never, I would say almost everyone would never get a chance to do. So to be able to do that, for going on 10 years already is, is pretty amazing. When you see that proudness in your dad's eyes, you're like, Oh yeah. Uh, it's almost a moment. Like I made it. Yeah. Like, and my just dad in our is team. So right. When everyone looks at you and you just see like the different look in their eyes. Yeah. Like, you just know. The, the twinkle. Yeah. Right. Like, when the twinkles there, it makes everybody twinkle. The emotion, yeah. the emotion and yeah. winning a certain race is just second to none. Yeah. So outside of them, do you guys have any questions for me? We're three hours in, so this is going to be the more end, than that. Well, you, you almost three and a half. No, you we're three, three, hour, three hours and nine minutes. You kind of answered mine. I was going to ask you. What that flew most? by. Yeah, that's what happens every time. They <laughs> okay, start out well, a little well, slow. Well, but what yeah. would you tell a guy that wants to get into the sport? Like, what should he oh, do? Oh, I had that on here, but I didn't ask it for you guys. Um, The biggest thing I think that ever, like the misconception is that they can't get help, right? Right. Everyone wants to be different and they want to be known for being different. Mm-hmm. And different costs a lot of money. If if you're going to get into the sport um, in short course in general and in, in not racing, just short course, I'm going to speak for because I don't know a lot of the other industries. But if you ask for help, you go to the right teams. Almost anybody will help you. Anybody will answer your questions. If you message us on Facebook, my mom's reading them, my dad's reading them like 90% of the time, not 110% of the time, but yeah. a lot of the time you're going to get your question answered. If you come up to us at the track, we're going to answer your question. Don't try to be different. And and if it's something you want to do, ask, ask questions, man. Like some of us have been in this for so long, we can save you a lot of money and a lot of time. And there's a lot of tricks and tips to a lot of it that will save you a lot of time and effort in it all. And yeah. you can go a long ways. If you ask the right, never be scared to ask. That's yeah. the biggest right. thing. When you, when you get into it, take a step back. Or if you're interested in it, go find someone that does it and ask them questions and, and make sure you find somebody that, that I don't want to say successfully does it. I would say, yeah, it's good. But, I was going to say that hundred percent. Yeah. But you could say they're going to have a different attitude, but nah. if you go to the bottom of the barrel, you're going to get an answer of someone that's going to say this fucking sucks. All it does is cost money, yada, yada, yada. But guess what? They're still doing it. So they're not giving you a real answer. Yeah. Or, right. Or maybe pick three questions and then go ask the top three guys the same three questions. Yes. And if they're yes. all sort of similar, then you know they're right. probably right. Right. Or ask, right to do. I've never met a guy that's been like, no, fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's no, been like, everyone's been like I'm not every, saying anyone's going to say that. No, but, but I get some guys are more helpful than others. But most of the nine times out of 10, someone will be like, well, start here and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of some people that had a bad year or aren't having a good year are real negative towards it. Right. Mm -hmm. Super, super negative towards it. So they're not a good per person to ask because they're not going to give you a, a level headed opinion answer. Yeah, yeah. Right. And if you go to the top three guys, 
the same thing may happen because they're not having a good year. But if you, if you generally ask questions and you, you ask people that have been in the sport a long time that are still doing it, they'll, they'll give you a pretty good answer. None of us are going to say it's the cheapest thing you're going to do. None of us are going to say you're going to make a million dollars doing it, but we're going to tell you, you're going to have the most fun you've ever fucking had with your pants on as mad set. (laughs) And we can make some friends. You won't think you would have. It's a love or hate sport. Either you love it and you're going to do it or you hate it. No, you're going to love it no matter what. Yeah. And you're going to hate it because you love it so much. You shouldn't be doing it, but you can't figure out how to give it up. Yeah. yeah. Is is what it turns into. So that that's my biggest thing is is asking questions and knowing that no matter what sponsors aren't going to come to you anymore. They're not knocking at your door. If you want to do it and you want to do it to a point that you can uh, afford it and sustain it reasonably you got to put in the time and effort too. I don't care if you're, you're guaranteed to go out there and win every single fucking race in your class. There ain't a sponsor. You might get one person that's like, Hey, I'll give you a set of wheels, but there's no one that's going to come knocking. You need to put in the time. You need to put in the effort, sell yourself, sell yourself, go get your own sponsors because they're not going to come knocking to you anymore. Mm -hmm. So the the first thing is ask questions, make sure you're talking to the right people that can really save you some time that can save you some effort, can show you, the tricks and tips to save you a lot of time and what the fuck is going on? That's what I was thinking. What? And, uh, oh my God. Over there picking butt. <laughs> I do not claim any of them. And, uh, you know, go into it understanding that it, it, there's growing pains in it all, but everyone's willing to help you. Yeah. And you got to be open to asking questions. No, as an, just as a brief example, like, you know, I was under KGB's tent that year that I raised Kyle Greaves and, you know, you of course were a good friend of mine and were a good friend, <laughs> are a good friend of mine at the time. He's going to be in your room later. Right. <laughs> Damn. Right at the end. <laughs> you better text her back. And like, you can't come anymore. But I would always at, I would, I would do that. I would, ask the same question I would ask you and I would ask Kyle and you guys 99% of the time had just about the same exact answer about how to do something you know, suspension wise or this wise or that wise and that's how I knew it was going to be a, a good thing to do to my car or a good driving style or good whatever it was like made a big difference and that that like I said, we were talking about drivers before it is, I feel like a big driver sport. You know, it's not all about setup, but even those little tips and tricks here and there definitely made a big difference. And it was nice to be able to ask questions like that. What about you? Anybody else? For what? Anything. Anything at all. Don't be scared to join the sport. That's pretty much yeah. the main thing. I did. Yeah. I mean, me and Chum were, I mean, Greenhorn as Greenhorn could get. Like, knew nobody in the sport. I watched it once. I went to Cranon once because we were born on Labor Day weekend. And if you truly love racing, it'll be the best decision of your life. And you'll meet some of the most important people in your life mm-hmm. that will change yeah. your life forever. Sure. Absolutely. What about you down there, Builder Bob? Not wearing khakis. I think 6 a.m. is going to come pretty early. (laughs) 6 a.m., pussy. (laughs) Especially when you got to leave Green Bay at 4.50. Good, good. Everybody good? Oh, she's got... No, not going to ask it? Uh No, it's not a question. Somebody's... Yeah, I will say if you love racing... You should definitely try it because it's the most fun you'll ever have. Yeah, like yeah. Jared just said. Or most fun you can have with your pants on. Or if there's any single woman listening to this, Jacob Blumke is available. 
Really? He's a little shy. Uh, and he, he, might, a, he might be scared and run like know, a we little were, chicken. We butt. were running on like three hours of you being good and now you're a dick again. Yeah. How am I being a dick? I'm trying to set you up, Once buddy. you break yeah. down this barrier of being kind of standoffish and an asshole, he's kind of a nice guy. He's a sweetheart yeah. at yeah. heart. Thanks. I promise. And Mama Lisa makes a mean mac and cheese. <laughs> I make the mac and cheese. You yeah. heard it first here. Chum makes the mac and cheese. I think that's bullshit. I bullshit. Hey, I bullshit. Try something really good. You got to go to the ramen noodles step, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cooking with peanut oil uh, there. All right, guys. Well, you're listening to the off-season show presented by Impulse Media. If you wanted to be on the show, hit up myself. Hit up uh, the Impulse Media page. You know somebody. Um, you want to hear something? Let us know. Um, thank you for listening. Share it. Thanks Tell for your friends. Thank, Thank you guys for coming out here. It's a pre- it's and, uh, we'll, we'll do it again next week. Love you guys. Love you, everybody. Because we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home. Tell me where you've been. Pour yourself something cold, baby. Cheers to this. Sometimes you got to stay in. Stay